Coming from the okay, first of all, I started that, and also fucking. No, you didn't. When did you say that? I've literally said that for years, and you've always been like, dude, ACDC um, fucking DMG. sucks, dude. Oh, I thought you were just singing ACDC. No, that's cl- what? No, dude, that's fucking TNT, dude. TNT by fucking ACDC. What, like the TV channel? Uh, yes, exactly. Actually, exactly like the TV channel. That's what that song is probably about. ACDC sucks so bad. They were probably seeing about a fucking TV show. Nah. <laughs> and TNT is like, uh, that's like Mansers and shit, right? Wasn't Scrubs on TNT? No fucking I'm way. I'm pretty sure Scrubs was on TNT. I think it was like Mansers and stuff. Uh, I think you're right about Mansers for sure. Um, okay. I'm pretty anyway, sure. hello and welcome to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. I am Raven. I am here joined by Ryan over there in beautiful LA too sunny of LA. And today I am very excited to announce that we are talking about plants again. Ooh, go plants. <laughs> go plants. <laughs> However, before we get started with this episode, I want to recommend to all of our listeners that if you have not, make sure you are up to date on our DMT series because this is pretty much Number two with the DMT series. Make sure you're uh, up to date on your vaccinations, your podcast vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back and uh, <laughs> listening to listen to the DMT episode from a few weeks back because if you have not, then you'll be missing some crucial knowledge when it comes to today's episode because we are going to dive deep into the the natural form of DMT and not necessarily the uh, uh, the. the the unnatural, I guess you would say. <laughs> the synthetic version yeah. of DMT. Um, yeah. Also, I was wrong about Scrubs. It was on AB or it was NBC, which I think was on ABC. Okay. So then, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I don't know, but fucking, I want to know what was on TNT though, dude. Dude, come on, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. We can look it up after the show. Nah, dude, I have to know. Or I'm gonna be thinking about it, dude. We gotta take a pause. Dude. <laughs> Are we really taking a pause? Yeah, dude. Okay. It looks bad. TNT verdict. It looks bad. Yep. So I'm DMT. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck TNT, dude. I'm DMT, dude. <laughs> As we looked at the lineup, it took a quick pause. Uh, yeah, TNT sucks. It wasn't Mansers though. I was wrong on that one. Nope. It's like nope. VH1 or some bullshit. No, actually, uh, the second studio I worked at, they recorded all the music for Supernatural there, which is a mm. TNT show. So actually, nice. shout out TNT. So you should have known that. I didn't work there at the time. So oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Sorry. <laughs> so today we're going to go much further back when talking about DMT. We're talking about the crazy concoction that was discovered far before humans understood or even knew what DMT was. And that is ayahuasca. 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 
<laughs> so it would be literally impossible to talk about every single way to prepare ayahuasca. Okay. Every time I've been researching, I've just in my head been reading it as ayahuasca. <laughs> I was so, okay, this is going to sound like I'm really stupid, but I was so impressed with myself when I was able to just type ayahuasca without misspelling it. Oh, I know. Yeah, same, dude. Because <laughs> it just... I guess it does look like it sounds A Y A H U A S C A. Yeah. Emphasis on the hua. Hua. You gotta really feel it in your throat, dude. It's got like you're like you're like shooting flames out of your throat. Like I Yeah, exactly. Clearing your throat. So there are hundreds and hundreds of different plants that are used by numerous different shaman spiritualists and other drug enthusiasts around the world. Uh, for the most part, though, ayahuasca boils down to very two very important ingredients at its core. One plant that contains DMT and one that acts as an MAO inhibitor. Now, I know we already covered the complex way that DMT works a couple of weeks ago uh, in the DMT episode. But just to go back over it again, simply for everyone to be on the same track, in case you haven't heard that episode... The drug DMT is incredible not only because it is found within thousands of different plant species and when taken correctly sends you to places completely out of this world, but also due to the fact that it is possibly the only or it is thought to be the only psychedelic drug that is produced naturally within our own body. Books like DMT, the spirit molecule, suggest that DMT is produced within the pineal gland inside your brain and it has been found within rat brains, but... Such a sick name for a band, dude. Rat Brain. I would be really surprised if that's not already a band. I mean, let's give it a go. I know Bob Weir has a band called Rat Dog. That is a terrible name for a band. That's a sick ass name, dude. Rat Dog. Rat Dog. That's just two animals. This is Rat Brain Records. (laughs) That's fucking (laughs) sick, dude. Not only is it a band, it's a record. It's a record label, dude. So, with that being said, if DMT is created within your brain. That, you know, people would uh, think it's kind of weird that you're not just walking around having crazy mind-bending trips and hallucinations constantly, you know, if you have DMT just always kind of floating around in there. Yeah, true. Uh, This is largely due to, though, DMT being absorbed by your body and broken down insanely quickly by monoamine oxidase, which is an enzyme that also breaks down serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. One of the main metabolites from this DMT breakdown in your body is called DMT N oxide, which is hilariously short down to shortened down to DMT no. <laughs> As if it's like a chemical soup Nazi being like, no DMT for you. Dude, I mean, yeah, true. There are fucking chemical, there are uh, entities that are soup Nazis. Um, like if you've seen the bufotenin episode of uh hamilton farm hamilton's pharmacopoeia like they were like nah dude like you can't come in here (laughs) (laughs) like he like he like took the bufotenine and then the 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 entities were just like nah dude not today and he's like that's so funny (laughs) it's like no soup for you (laughs) i've never thought about it that way that's really funny actually (laughs) i just think it's funny because like when the monoamine oxidase uh breaks down the dmt it turns into dmt no (laughs) and so it's like if you don't have an maoi to eat with it which i'll talk about you just get DMT no <laughs> versus hell yeah, DMT. Dude. which is funny yeah. because that's essentially what it does is it breaks down to just not be able to work in your body. Well, when you don't take it with an MAOA, yeah, it breaks yeah. down incredibly fast. So yeah. that that's the argument for it is still made in your brain, 
but we don't have access to it is we do have these MAOs naturally. So um, your body is just always breaking it down faster than it could feel it. So that's why right. you have to take an MAOI. But that would kind of argue that if you just took MAOIs that you would maybe be able to feel it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fucking sick, dude. <laughs> well, a lot MAOI, of people, you don't even need to do DMT. We can get into that later, but there are some like tribes and like people in the Amazon that only fucking drink the MAO, the um I have read that. Yeah. Yeah, the MAOI of the plant. Yeah. So all of this means that with oral administration of DMT alone, it is rendered neurochemically inactive by MAO during first pass metabolism. This is also true for intranasal freebase and you guessed it, boofing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, dude, imagine boofing fucking DMT, dude, or I, well, I guess ayahuasca, but like yeah, just in general, just boofing that mixture, dude. Because, oh, okay, so then that's, that's a good question because if some people shit when they fucking take ayahuasca, like, because uh -huh. it, it has a lot of has to do with like purging. So like when you, after you drink it, like some of the side effects is you, purge like throw up and mm -hmm. then also shit uh depending on how your body reacts to it so i wonder if if you take it orally if it makes you shit if you if you boof it if it makes you throw up <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> true <laughs> that'd be so funny dude. it's like that south park episode dude where they fucking eat out they eat into their butt and then they uh, poop out their mouth that's disgusting. Yeah, it's dope, dude. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That is the dumbest concept for an episode. What the fuck? Uh, dude, you're just mad you didn't think of it, still dude. people still watch that show. Dude, that show's awesome, right. dude. It's like in their 26th season. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's insane. So if you want to know more about the other routes of administering DMT, i.e. smoked or injected, reference episode 58 as we discussed all the differences of the message. The differences in the methods there. Episode 58. It sounds like it. it would be a uh, sick, like old school, like hip hop line. Like it's the differences in the method. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so back to ayahuasca not just dmt uh, also known as yahe ayahuasca is a brew that is made from dozens of plants yet has two main components as i referenced earlier one plant containing dmt and another containing an maoi these brewers have been making an, er, and experimenting with different plants for thousands of years, trying to perfect the ideal mixture for a guided trip as this brew is traditionally considered a spiritual medicine. Uh, people aren't really just drinking this stuff for coffee, <laughs> as we'll get into. It is not just a tea. As uh, It is funny how, how many times you read and researching like, oh, this tea, this brew, and it's like, there's some... There's some <laughs> spicy brew <laughs> just call it tea like i'm about to drink a tea yeah. here in a second i i don't i don't think we should be calling it tea i mean it is a tea though essentially it's i mean the i don't know what the technical definition of tea is but like essentially tea is just as some sort of herb or plant that's uh suspended in boiled water so yeah but maybe we should call this something special like spirit juice or like i mean cosmic. mushroom tea is still tea like you know yeah, but it has that mushroom in front of it. Yeah, which know? is why this is an ayahuasca brew, <laughs> which is what people But I've call heard it. many people just call it tea. Like, uh, like been reading it and just say, yeah, this tea. I they was don't just thinking of like, tea as in testosterone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, imagine. dude, I drink sleepy time tea, I get fucked up. But that's, that has the word sleepy time in front of it. 
<laughs> I'm just been, saying. All right, so then maybe have... they should call it fucking like rainbow tea or something like tea that yeah, just makes you see crazy colors. I how wacky. I how wacky, dude. <laughs> I how what the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> yeah. I what the fuck? Yeah. So <clears throat> when preparing the brew, one of the main plants chosen that contains DMT is Psychotria viridis, a plant that is actually in the coffee family uh, Rubiaceae. Yeah, it's also known as the uh, Chacruna. Uh, uh, the, what is Chacruna? Or, uh, yeah, Chacruna uh, plant. A lot of people know yeah. it as that. Yeah, so P. viridis contains DMT levels varying from 0.1% to 0.61% dried mass, which is no small amount of DMT. <laughs> if you, uh, that's over half of the dried mass is DMT. Uh, yeah, that's pretty fucking sick, dude. <laughs> or wait, a lot no, of the de- oh. that would be 100%. Yeah, wait, no, you said, because you said 0.061, or yeah. no, 0.61. Oh, uh, so, wait, uh, oh, yeah, so that is, that's like 50%. Uh, oh, I know, because that's percent, so that's like, so if it's 0.61%, then that's still under a 100th yeah. of a... Uh, yeah, for yeah. some reason, I was thinking in like one was going to be 100%. I know, same, yeah, it took me, was, it took yeah, me a second, dude. Don't worry about our it's math, still, people. We got still, to the right answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you followed along. <laughs> uh, still no small amount of DMT, though. Yeah. And as I said earlier, drinking or... Uh, uh, eating this plant would yield no effect on its own. So indigenous people found out thousands of years ago uh, when, I cannot say for sure, but I'll talk about it later, uh, that if you mix in this plant Banisteriopsis copy, also referred to as Yahe or the soul vine, that it contains essential alkaloids such as harmine, harmaline, and tetrahydroharmamine to yeah. act as MAOIs and therefore allow the DMT to be orally active. There's some smart moths. Uh, yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. Um, I was gonna mention the. There's an interesting thing about uh, Psychotria viridis is that uh, it, um, if you so approximately six a.m. and six p.m. the alkaloid content is said to be highest. So, um, whoa, yeah, it's very weird. Like depending on, uh, I guess, so like that- at sunrise and sunset. It, uh, or start of sunset. I don't know. I don't know how it were, how in the Amazon where where sunsets at and what time it is. But to, depending on the year, I think it's at like between uh, all day and all day in some places because <laughs> the canopy is so. Well, thick. I guess yeah, true. But it's also near the <laughs> equator, so I guess it doesn't mm. really have too much of a difference between uh, winter and summer of yeah. when the uh, you know thing is. But anyway, um, yeah, it's pretty sick though that uh, in around those times it has a highest con- higher content. So I assume the peop- the shamans or whoever is picking these plants in the Amazon, uh, it's better to do it either in the morning or at night. Yeah, that's super weird. That creeps me out that a plant changes chemical makeup that fast. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I'm not a I'm not a botanist, so I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it makes two of us. Yeah, what's interesting though about um, the Psychotria of Veritas plant I read is that the uh, Santo Daima uh, Church uh, call it uh, Lorena, Lorena, I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, they're like a church in Brazil. There's like two main churches in Brazil. There's like the U, it's the U, UDV, um, I think is what it's called. And then uh, the Santo Daima. And they both like are like churches, like a huge churches that are like based around the uh, taking of ayahuasca. 
And uh, the Santo Daima church only allows females to touch the leaves of the uh, psycho tree of Veritas. Weird. Maybe the, the males got too rough with them. Uh, like, yeah. You're squeezing out the DMT, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, rem- I don't know. Yeah. It might just be like a sacred thing because of like the like Mother Earth and then the, like Mother, you know, women because uh, of females. Oh, true. So yeah, that could uh, be a thing. So it is uh, by no means that the, this Psychotria Veritas and Banisterius copy are the only combination of plants that could be mixed to make ayahuasca. And that's what makes ayahuasca an umbrella term today. Uh, so there are so many different plants, obviously, containing DMT. We've said thousands. It's just uh, they they go for ones uh, that are in high concentrate of DMT, typically. Or I, I bet there's honestly plants that have a higher concentration of DMT that are probably just fucked. Well, there's, <laughs> there's also uh, different strains and stuff, too, of right. um, different, of like, so, I know the... Um, uh, Banisteria, Banisteriopsis capi uh, has there's a strain that's grown more in the Amazon than in like other parts of South America. It's called the Capiri, um, and it has uh, it basically makes you. It's like more. They say it's more like toxic. Like it, it creates more mm. of like the purging effect and stuff like that. And that's more known more to f- be found in the Amazon where there's another popular strain of the uh, Banisterius, uh, Banisteriopsis copy. I'm just going to start calling it the bee copy or just the copy plant. The bee cop. The bee cop. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, there's another one that's uh, called the Tucunaca, which is uh, found in like the cooler areas of like Southern Brazil. And uh, so like depending on where you are in South America, you'll either find... You know, these are the two like main strains of the the B cap. Yeah. So one interesting thing that it, it it actually could almost be a better strain in the sense that it could have more MAOI in it, um, and that's why it makes you have such a purging effect because it is actually a rule that the fewer B carbolides, the less nauseous you're going to be, and the less interesting uh, purging you're going to have. Huh, yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the chemical makeup is of of those two strains, so I don't know. But that would that it could sense. have similar like harmamine, harmaline, and tetrahormamine, but uh, uh, it could just have more. And with the more of those, you're gonna feel more nauseous. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's you a good would point. almost want to go less. Yeah. True. It's a good point. Which is something I'm going to talk about later that, that I found really interesting called Pharmawaska. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. People Hamilton have, uh, uh, talks, talks about that. He, oh, nice. He's tried that. And cool. uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty sick. Um, I do have a couple of things I want to talk about real quick about with the other possible plants. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I do have a fun fact real quick that... Um, Love fun facts. <laughs> uh, okay, so fun fact is that <laughs> uh, to uh, to cook all the combination of plants in the Amazon f- uh, for, th- or sorry, the time it would take to cook all of the combination of different plants in the Amazon uh, for three days, like to try to, because like a lot of people say that like cooking ayahuasca takes like anywhere from a day to three days or even less or more time. But if you were to do it for three days, it would take 13 trillion years to fucking cook all of these different plants to then find the combination that is ayahuasca. Oh, I see. Like, 
to to uh do like trial and error trying to yeah. figure out which plants work together like which one has dmt yeah that is interesting yeah. like that is one of the biggest things i think we're gonna ponder this episode is like how the fuck <laughs> like how yeah i mean well that's what we've, i think we've talked about it before in past episodes is just like mm-hmm. the fact that dm or that ayahuasca has been like the 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 mixture of it has been um told to the to the uh, indigenous people by mother nature. Like they just say that like it was mother nature that there's the plants that told them to do it. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking sick. So it's like, what plants told you to do that? So it's like, you know, what, uh, what, what, in, uh, what were you under the influence of for it to, uh, to tell you that or just tell you that? Or, or like, were you meditating or like, yeah, exactly. What? Like, it's like you were on some kind of different astral plane to be oh, communicating yeah. with plants to the level where they were like, take me and get high. You'll need my buddy too. He's across the forest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just across the river, dude. <laughs> yeah. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, man. Because that's the thing too, is like maybe if they were just sitting right next to each other, but... From what I hear, they don't really grow next to each other. No, they don't. No, they're but they're like still like native to the Amazon basin. It's not like they like crossed fucking mountains and shit to like find this other yeah. plant. But like uh, they uh, they just yeah. Well, they this don't is grow another right thing too. So the Banisteria's copy that makes you slightly nauseous when taken alone. So if they were just like taking Banisteria's, like making it into tea. Why the fuck were they doing that? Like in general, if it just makes you nauseous. And then the other plant that contains DMT would have no effect whatsoever. It would probably just taste like shit. And then even then it's like, what are you drinking tea for? Like if it has no effect, (laughs) (laughs) if it has no caffeine or anything, because this is South America where coca leaves and shit are abundant. So there's coca everywhere. So they were already using coca leaves at this time. So I'm just like, what would make you put two plants together that had no effect individually and one even having negative effects? What would make you put those together other than having this weird arcane knowledge? It almost, it like researching for this episode makes me feel like life is fake because why the fuck would they have done that? Unless it was a complete accident or, but how the fuck would that accident happen? Like none of it makes sense. I mean, yeah, dude, I'm, people were probably just trial and error trying to find different combinations. They were bored. You know, just hanging out and fucking trying shit, dude. And the fact that they were like, the fact that they also figured out that you had to cook it for like hours, boil for hours is crazy. Yeah. Like, so yeah, because, you know, who knows? It could have been the opposite where like you boil for like, you can only boil it for like five minutes and then it fucking, you know, some chemical thing happens to where it like fucking fucks it up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cut in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You want me to talk? Uh, yeah, so, dude, yeah. <laughs> that's how a podcast works, dude. <laughs> Uh-oh. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that All fucking right. rules, so, dude. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as we were saying, depending on who's preparing it uh, and where you're at, even in South America, with there being different plants everywhere, there are always going to be a different plant mixture with some different practitioners. Uh, Some practitioners even use things that don't need to be in there at all, (laughs) in some people's opinion, like tobacco (laughs) and stuff like that. I have actually, I have quite a few different plant mixtures I want to mention if you're you're, uh, at that point. Um, yeah. 
So uh, one of the ones that you, you heard just saying for like shit that shouldn't be in there is there's a thing called uh, Brug- Brugmansia Swivalones. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They call it Angel's Tears. And uh, anyway, it's part of the, it's part of the <laughs> yeah. Nightshade family, which is uh, we've talked about before in, in the Witch Drugs episode. I think it's 27 mm-hmm. or something like that. Episode 27. I don't know. Anywhere, somewhere around there. But it's, uh, uh, so it has scopolamine in it. And uh, oh, so they use that. Should not be in there. No, yeah. So they use that <laughs> to fucking uh, make it a stronger brew. Like they, so they're like, oh, I want to get like more fucked up from this ayahuasca. <laughs> and so uh, this Brugmansia, this Angel's Tears uh, Brugmansia is uh, a South American relative to the uh, Datura plant, which is uh, known to make people feel like they're flying and yeah, almost, like, um, witch-like. So I don't know how much you read about this. A little bit, not a ton, but I, I'm like somewhat familiar with it. So thanks to that plant, the Brumantia, yeah, there have been several documented cases of avoidable deaths caused by fraud practitioners claiming to be shamans uh, mixing in that ingredient. Really? It, that ingredient has caused deaths. That doesn't surprise me at all. That makes total sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like, dude, yeah. it's a fucked up, like, it's it, like, because, okay, if if you've listened to the Witch Drugs episode, you know that, like, taking any of these fucking plants that are in these categories of, uh, oh, I, I don't even remember what it's, what that category is called. Uh, let's take a pause real quick. It's, um, what, what is it? Alkaloids? Fucking trap, trap some alkal, alkaloids. Um, oh, the ones you, the MAOIs? No, of the scopolamine, oh. um, family. Oh, shit, They're, uh, fucking. Um, yeah, so any of these fucking family, like there, it's in the tropane alkaloid family. So any of these family of these plants that are like, um, Datura, fucking Mandrake, all the witch drug shit is part of the tropane alkaloid family. And, uh, you can fucking die from taking too much, like pretty easily. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That's something we're going to talk about later is, um, modern use of, ayahuasca and false practitioners and things yeah. getting kind of ugly sometimes but yeah that's a great example of one is yep. yeah, yeah they're not good <laughs> it's, it's not yeah, good yeah dude for sure uh and so there's a couple of there's a f- quite a i mean there's a fuck ton of them but i'm only going to mention a few that are like pretty known to be used because yeah. there are like a gazillion different versions you can use uh because as we've talked before in the dmt episode dmt is in fucking almost everything like so you yeah. can depending on how much there is uh, that's actually like useful like you know some plants you might have to fucking you know boil down like pounds of fucking shrubs just random shrubs and then you risk having something else in there yeah exactly so um yeah one of the uh is in colombia they use a shrub that's called uh chaliponga instead of the uh chacruna uh, for the DMT, which is uh, the Ch- Chaliponga contains DMT and very trace amounts of MEO DMT, which we will talk about in the future in a future episode. But um, fem- uh, 5-MEO DMT is just another version of DMT that's, uh, you may have heard of the Snoring Desert Toad. Uh, it's uh, the main, um, not the main, the real but life it's hypno toad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's like one of the one of the versions of uh or one of the ways of getting five MEO DMT if you've heard about anyone using five MEO DMT on uh any podcast or whatever, any information you've read about it. Uh so it's pretty interesting that it has both DMT and both and five MEO DMT. I don't know much about um the outcome of that mixture of like how that is, yeah. uh, but we'll we'll get to it eventually. Um one of the other so one of them actually the main plants that are that's used in 
uh, when you smoke DMT is uh, the mimosa hostilis. At least in like Western culture, a lot of times when people sm- uh, smoke DMT, it comes from that, from the bark of that. And so you can make ayahuasca with that as the DMT um, plant. Uh, in the U.S., for especially for research and stuff like that, um, but um, in the in the U.S. in general, the uh, peganum harmala seeds have uh, almost exclusively taken over for the uh, Banisteriopsis copy, which mm. is pretty interesting because um, I guess they are more native to growing in the U.S. and also um, just I, don't, I, I guess maybe I, I don't. I honestly have no idea other other than that why why they use it. So I guess maybe so they don't have to import. Uh, uh, B copy. So yeah. Anyway, um. So, th- but what's interesting about this is, uh, so they also call it S fond, and you can apparently buy it in like Indian and Middle Eastern stores, and uh, it's sold as like an incense. So you can literally buy the seeds in like pound bags of fucking of incense, and I would say that in quotations because <laughs> you can use it apparently to make uh, ayahuasca. But it's also oh, wow. fucking apparently like super dangerous to do that. Like people's uh, there's been. Um, stories of people like overdosing and dying from this mixture. So uh, maybe don't do that. Probably maybe don't. <laughs> uh, and don't eat what's sold as incense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, but also uh, the uh, it's it's mostly from the um, Paganum harmala uh, seeds mixed with five uh, meo DMT as well. So uh, I guess that's if I guess introducing five meo DMT to that mixture is uh why people are like yo don't do that <laughs> could you imagine uh, you're trying to have a ayahuasca slash dmt trip because we know like that's you're you're shooting for self-help typically or yeah. revelation or something some kind of weird cosmic uh handout i guess yeah for exactly. oh, that, ayahuasca, exactly. and you fucking die <laughs> Dude, yeah, that would be a big sad, dude. That'd be a negative. That's a big out. sign, is what that is. Turns <laughs> yeah. out you deserved it. I mean, <laughs> like, that's, that's kinda, what meant. It's like natural it selection, almost. Yeah. Like, like, oh, like I'm a, I'm an cosmic selection. I'm, I'm a fucking piece of shit, and I'm trying to get enlightened. And then fucking the cosmos are just like, nah, dude, you're too far gone. Like, fuck Bam, you. Boyk, <laughs> 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 boyk. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so uh, another thing that can be used <laughs> is uh, seeds of the uh, Tribulus terrestris. Um, apparently, that's the thing. The canary grass that we've talked about in the DMT oh, episode, yeah. um, that can be used for the DMD part. Uh, Shulgin, in his book, uh, Tea Call, mentions that he's heard of people even using LSD, mescaline, mushrooms, detura, or even DXM as the part of the ayahuasca mixture. Uh, for for the DMT, so fake ayahuasca. Yeah, basically. But what's fucked up about the DXM though is if you take it with an MAOI, like it can kill you, and it has killed yeah. people. And so I highly recommend not using DXM for that. Oh my dude. god! Also, it would last like <laughs> forever. Like, That's what I was thinking, dude. Fifteen hours, and you're like, am I supposed to be chilling, dude? Now? Exactly. So <gasps> yeah. So I'll talk about that later, actually, because I've I've heard of a story of that happening of not with DXM, but uh, someone having like a weird reaction with the MAOI and. Uh, for like, uh, it lasted for two weeks. Whoa! Yeah. So uh, that's crazy. yeah, crazy story about that. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so the the last thing I want to mention is the aku aku ukuhe, 
which is a resin from the varroa plant that is formed into a pellet and eaten. And uh, it is, uh, that's taken more from the, so this contains actually more uh, 5-MeO. But the reason I want to mention it is because I have a story later that uh, is, has to do with that. And, uh, but apparently a lot of the people up in the northern regions of uh, the Amazon basin, uh, they, they do um, akuhe. Which is oh, nice. uh, it can it, it can also be mixed with other plants as well that do contain DMT or and stuff. But the interesting thing about the varroa plant is that it contains five MeO DMT and MaOIs and also five HO DMT, uh, which is bufotenine. And so it contains it's a party plant. Yeah, literally. So you just like you you boil it down to like a re- you take the resin of it essentially, and then you just make it into like little like pellets and you just snack on them. And apparently yeah. you get fucking lit 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 tea. Call those things the escape pods. Dude, that's the, <laughs> those are the red pills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Escaping anyway, the matrix yeah. With those ones. What? What'd you say? Escape in the matrix with those ones. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wait, which one's the red pill? Which one's the blue pill? The red pill is for I the matrix. I think you take right? the red pill to go out of the matrix. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. All right, we gotta look this up really quick. Really. No, it's definitely that. It's to leave the matrix. You take the red pill because it's that whole manly man bullshit. The fucking alpha bro thing. Be like, oh, I'm gonna red pill you, red pill society. And it's definitely not them being like, we gotta stay in the matrix. <laughs> Um, it's definitely them trying to be like we're getting out of this bitch. Mm, interesting. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to figure out. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, no, actually, it's the opposite. So red pill is to go into the matrix. Blue pill is to go out of the uh, matrix. Wait. So why the fuck are these alpha bros being like? I wait. I'm so confused. Why is it an alpha bro movement to be like? Oh, I'm gonna red pill you. Uh, because they're trying to give you the truth, dude. They're trying to they're trying to show you the truth. The truth is staying in the matrix. Yeah. So, well, no. So the red pill is to show you that, like, uh, and it you, you it's okay. So literally, it says would enable him to understand what was actually occurring outside the illusion created by the matrix. And the blue pill would allow him to return to experiencing only the illusion of the matrix. No, that's what. Okay, so I'm saying it correctly. The red pill makes you escape the matrix. I guess okay, so I, I okay now I understand what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So the but the red pill. Okay, I was like, why the fuck would these alpha bros be like, yeah, we're red pill, and be like, we're staying in the matrix? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the red the red pill is to go out and see what's going on inside the, to find out what's going on inside the matrix. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah, to so, leave the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so, back on to ayahuasca. <laughs> dude, these tangents <laughs> are we, impeccable, you know, dude. I mean, it was a red pill tangent. So, we left the 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 matrix that is ayahuasca for a second. So, <laughs> with some practitioners putting in different plants, different combinations of plants, the end goal for every ceremony is ultimately the same, and that is having an elongated DMT trip. As with most drugs, eating or drinking DMT is going to last much longer than smoking it, and that means these ceremonies last either a day or sometimes even multiple days to allow for buildup and decompression. When one drinks ayahuasca, the effects are not felt immediately uh, like they would be with smoking it. It takes around 20 minutes to an hour for the onset, with the peak coming shortly after that. The effects start to be felt as close to... uh, or the, the the peak starts at like an hour 
to an hour 30. And then you have, you're peaking for about two hours with yeah. a one to two hour come down. So the whole trip is like five hours, I would say. Yeah. Close to. Ish, yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time for how intense it is. Oh, yeah, dude. But also we do have to mention that uh, ayahuasca is not as like intense uh, immediately as like DMT, which I know you kind of just said that like it doesn't come on immediately. But in general, it, there is no like, you don't just feel it. And then all of a sudden you're just like, wow, like craziness. It's like a very smooth thing with ayahuasca, even yeah. though you're like, you know, purging and shitting and whatever, like. It is a. You're not being shotgunned out into space like you would be smoking it. Yeah, and it's crazy. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? You do still have a little bit of that. It's it's within like a 20 minute period. Yeah, you definitely. hit from onset like, oh, I'm starting to feel it, and then within 20 minutes you're gonna be peaking. Yeah, it's like similar to like people. LSD kind of like when yeah. you, when you start to feel it, and to that point when you start to feel it, when you are like close to like peaking is like a very short window of less than yeah. an hour. And uh, so it's like you, you go from zero to a hundred quick. Instead um, of literally seconds. <laughs> yeah. Which is very intense when you yeah. when smoking DMT, dude, it's, it's, it's the first few times are like fucking so gnarly, dude. <laughs> Even now, like when I do it, sometimes like I get thrown in, like just projectile thrown into this fucking world and was like, Oh my God, dude. Um, but yeah, it's interesting though. Cause there's, uh, there was like a shaman guy one time I saw like a, I don't remember if he, if there's a video of him doing it or uh, if he was like talking about doing, it. I can't remember, but he, he was like a, like a legit shaman from the Amazon and he smoked DMT once and he was just like, fuck that dude. Like, I don't want anything to do with that dude. That's so <laughs> yeah. funny. I know this just shows like how actually, like how different the two things are just because yeah. of an MAOI. Well, not only that, it's just, but just how fast it is, how intense it is. Yeah, and also um, orally dosed as well. Yeah, true. It's going to last a lot. Well, yeah, I, I've heard it is just a lot smoother in some senses uh, orally. But Yeah, you don't have the roller coaster rub- effect. But you also don't shit yourself. When I've you gotten smoke close it. to shitting myself fucking <laughs> really? smoking. Oh, yeah, dude. When, when we were at funny. Dead and Company in the tent, dude, there was a uh, solid, okay. like, minute where i was just like i might shit myself dude dude that would have sucked dude yeah you were sleeping right next to me dude (laughs) and also like dude imagine shitting yourself fucking where there's like well i guess there were showers there but like yeah dude that would fucking suck throw away everything yeah dude imagine trying to sleep in that tent you would have to throw away that tent yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway i yeah it was just a that was just a quick thing about me so come down is one to two hours <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the the person some people have super long after effects last thing you yeah. said this person had fucking days or weeks or whatever yeah dude apparently effects. it's a thing because it's like something to do with your um your enzymes like not your gut um, probably yeah well it has it basically just like makes your enzymes like not work which takes like two weeks to reverse itself uh, I love thinking about enzymes because I always think about that Dave Chappelle sh- skit where he, it's like toilet bowl cleaner and he's like on a jet ski in the toilet bowl for the commercial and he's like, yeah, it's got enzymes and shit. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. That's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> dude, it's Dave so Chappelle is the man, dude. Have you yeah. seen the video? of? I sent you the thing of Dan Soder uh, calling Fox News. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, that fucking impersonation is so good, dude. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. anyway. So some people have incredibly long after effects while other people have it down to like an hour. Like almost no after effects. They yeah. Got hella, they got enzymes and well, shit. Well, yeah, I, I, they, got, they got hella <laughs> enzymes. I saw a video of Ron White talking about, anyone who doesn't know Ron White, he's a comedian, 
super famous comedian. If you don't know who Ron White mm-hmm. is, kill yourself. Um, yeah, blue collar <laughs> comedy. Come on, dude, Jeff Fox or anything? I was about to say, yeah, he's a legend. So he said yeah. that he's done. Larry um, the Cable Guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's done a bunch of um, uh, am- like uh, ayahuasca retreats, or not a bunch, but he's done a few of them. And he was saying that like as soon as like any more than two is a bunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he was saying that he like as soon as like the DMT is done, it's done. Like for him, like it's just over. It's out. Like you go from being yeah. in this crazy world to just done. Yeah, I've never understood that because I don't have that with um uh what is that stuff? The fucking spice or not spice? Uh, <laughs> oh, salvia? why is it? I don't have that with salvia. I don't have it with weed. I don't have it with alcohol. I don't have it with anything where I feel like completely sober. I don't have that like snap out of an effect. LSD, mushrooms, Mm, nothing. Yeah, no, same. The only thing for me is salvia that does that. I feel like completely back to normal after salvia. Dude, I did not. You saw me after salvia the one time I tried it. Literally dude, you like could, a day. You you got no enzymes, dude. I got no enzymes. <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, it sucks. Uh, I got no enzymes, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all enzymes. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's enzymes. weird. Uh, like LSD, I've had experiences where I didn't know if I was sober or not after. And I'm like, am I permafried? <laughs> like, fuck. Dude, that's crazy. I, I know. I, it took you like days to come back from the salvia, which is like... yeah. I can't imagine because I've never actually seen I've never like seen you do LSD or anything. So I, I wonder like how long it takes you. How long does it take you to get back to normal after LSD? The like, next day. Oh, okay. Well, that's normal then. I was like, but no. I'll have like afterglow for sure the next day. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but everyone has that. I was just thinking. I was like, I wonder if it takes you like extra long for like all drugs. <laughs> three for <you>. days. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not like three days, but like you peak for like like 8 hours <laughs> yeah. instead of the instead of the usual like 5 or 6 <laughs> oh i guess maybe like mdma i feel that like super off but that's a stimulant so it doesn't really count yeah true eh, yeah. i don't know anyway so the effects of ayahuasca can be de- best described as a cosmic what the fuck as most people who <laughs> take ayahuasca <laughs> come out of their trip saying things like i have now seen the fabric of reality life-changing madness flying through a rainbow tunnel. And I found one person who said, I was trying to engage in intercourse with the personification of ayahuasca. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, and it's like, what, funny. did you get turned down? <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's actually even more funny is like, trying to fuck and then the ayahuasca just being like no dude like no, no, just no. like the cosmic universe is being like nah dude <laughs> no, 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 no. we are not getting in the fucking we're not getting to that base tonight <laughs> yeah right uh, so a lot of funny. the effects are insanely psychedelic but they are also very transpersonal with a lot of people feeling like they now see their true purpose or now understand their spiritual beliefs or they get over some kind of crazy insecurities or doubts that they may have while a whole nother healing aspect of ayahuasca is its incredible ability to help people with their addictions. So that's a lot of these retreats and stuff down in South America is really targeted towards, uh, there's a lot of rehab retreats, essentially. Yeah, tons of them, yeah. Yeah. Like um, if you have heroin dependency, alcohol dependency, a lot of alcohol dependency, really. Yeah, yeah, that's what down. Ron White went for is uh, trying to help. For The idea was for him to like uh, be able to like not, you know, need to continue drinking and stuff or drinking as Did much. Uh, I don't know. You know. I think I never actually got to that point in the interview. So I don't know. I didn't listen to the rest of it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was talking yeah. about it on Joe Rogan and I didn't watch the rest of it. So we were listening oh. to the rest. So uh, yeah. if you've listened to that episode, just go, you listen know the to, go listen to Joe Rogan, dude. 
Yeah, only after this though. So <laughs> some of the more psychedelic effects are things like brighter and changing colors, distortions in your audio, and visual tracers, and even further full-blown hallucinations with people feeling like they've been transported to completely different scenarios or places and having full communications with people and entities that no one else see or are present to anybody else. Like yeah. full-blown cosmic shift. I'm in a different reality. Yeah, yeah. It's deal. well, it's the same as like what we talked about in DMT. Is you get transported to this different world, and we talked about trying to like map that world. Well, ayahuasca yeah. is you know it's it has DMT and it. it takes you to the same world, but it's just like on a much longer level and more of like a journeyistic like. Well, I guess it's still a journey when you smoke DMT, but it's more of like a full on like vision quest uh, and where yeah. people go for hours into the into this. Uh, world and try to it's, communicate and find it, answers or whatever the fuck you're whatever it does to you you know because every person's different and um but we we should mention that um i, I don't know if you mentioned with it being it, it's super close eye visual um but there are also yeah. there is like you do have open eye hallucinations but a lot of this like world that we say that you see is from being from closed eyed visuals like you don't just like open your eyes and see fucking another world around you you know yeah, and one interesting fact is that with uh, ayahuasca, we talked about it in the DNT episode, uh, these machine scapes, right? These machine elves and stuff like that, quote yeah. unquote, um, and just things being very like looking like gears and stuff. So I guess when drinking ayahuasca, you're way less likely to have that to happen as smoking uh, DMT. Yeah, that's what apparently I've read as well, yeah. Yeah, apparently it's way more common on mushrooms or smoking DMT. Uh, than it is ayahuasca, which I found very interesting because I would think that the effects of ayahuasca are going to be very, very similar. Like the visual effects, at least, are going to be very similar eating it versus smoking it. Well, what's interesting is I think I think the machine elf thing is more associated with like the roller coaster effect of DMT, like the come up. Mm. Uh, because I've always seen the machine elves like when I'm like first coming into this world, it's almost like it's like I'm seeing them in passing. And uh, so that's why I think the machine elf thing is more associated with DMT. I don't know about psilocybin. I've actually never experienced them on psilocybin. So I have no idea. But um, yeah. I would say that's probably why. Because um, for me, every time I've smoked DMT, which has been, I don't even know how many times, like probably 50 or 60, uh, I've always seen them on, or not, I've never always seen them. But when I do see them, which is most of the time, it's always on the, um, on the, first come up the the roller coaster effect kind of yeah um uh, yeah. one thing i did find interesting is people say that ayahuasca visuals are more closely related to mushroom visuals than they are lsd visuals which after reading mm. some user reports talking about the visuals the hallucinations the 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 wobblies the wibblies the color changing effects i'm like damn what kind of fucking mushrooms are you taking because i have never had hallucinations anywhere close to LSD on mushrooms. Like when I've taken mushrooms, I've never even come anywhere close to LSD. But, but I've high also doses, taken a lot of LSD. I was going to say, you've taken, you're used to taking high doses of LSD and how many high doses of mushrooms have you taken? A lot. I've eaten over an eighth, like at least a dozen times. Mm. And uh, yeah, I've never know. even had crazy, cra like I've had crazy visuals but my visual distortion on mushrooms is everything just turns to like clay vision everything just gets it looks fake everything looks cartoony but i don't have like color changing maybe color shifting a bit but not like that crazy vivid like 
what the fuck am I seeing on LSD yeah, that makes I, everything so beautiful? Yeah, I, I understand that. I think, but when you take those high doses of mushrooms, are you like closing your eyes and having closed eyes, eyed visuals? No, this is all open-eyed. Well, see, that's the, probably the thing then is they were probably referring to like closed-eyed visuals because when I take when I've taken high doses of mushrooms and I close my eyes, I have very similar effects to like how it is with like DMT and stuff. And whereas oh, if I'm like with my like if I have open-eyed visuals on mushrooms, it's very like gradient and like fractally kind of. Um, whereas like LSD is like what you said is these very vibrant like brilliant colors everywhere. And when you when you look at like trees or when you look at anything that just pops whereas the uh uh, mushrooms are definitely like what you said more claymated and a little more fractal um i guess is how i would describe it probably uh that's interesting yeah instead of colors popping they more just shift yeah Yeah. i agree they kind of blend into each other yeah yeah whereas like like lsds yeah totally yeah you'll look at a green wall and it will just like turn orange but not like a vivid orange sure like all right that's orange now (laughs) that's fucking weird but lsd it's like holy shit that green wall just turned orange and then blue and then it's now like fucking screaming at me it's so bright i dude literally that's how i feel with lsd is like everything is just screaming at me from like brightness and stuff because i remember i think I i talked about it on the um uh that time on bicycle day the uh we were gonna post it to the patreon but we never posted it um of the uh bicycle day stream that we did uh previously that day when i was listening to records on lsd i went to clean off the stylus on my turntable because it was like dirty and i could literally see the diamond from the stylus like glowing like i thought there was something on it but i was like i was just seeing like the reflection of the sunlight onto the diamond and i was just like holy fuck dude like i've never seen something glow like that before <laughs> and but like it's like in, being in nature yeah dude and like being in nature like you see berries and shit they look like they're on fucking fire because they're glowing yeah. so bad yeah lsd has the craziest fucking visuals it's insane. yeah open-eyed visuals oh is. yeah close-eyed visuals too though it, but it's a very different like thing compared to dmt or uh um mushrooms and stuff and so i don't know dude i i as much as i want to try ayahuasca like I also like don't because it's like it's like dude fucking I really don't want to shit myself while I'm tripping that hard, dude. Yeah, uh, same. No, just, I, and, and like I, I figured out my alcohol addiction by myself. I'm like I don't <laughs> need that. <laughs> like I, I fucking but I'm dude, it, it also sounds so nice though too. Like it just figuring out like answers to shit that you just didn't know or like just I don't know. I feel like it just puts you on a different plane of like introspective thinking. Yeah. Be, I guess, yeah, but sick. I feel like LSD and stuff does that too. I guess maybe this is different. I don't know. I, I, everything's different for everybody too. So who knows? You know, like yeah. one person could get the answers they need from meditation. Another person could get it from LSD. Another person needs ayahuasca. You know, it's different for everybody. And yeah. I feel like, you know, you also sometimes you don't know uh, what questions you're asking, but you'll get answers anyway to questions you didn't know you were asking, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's so like fucking finding thoughts and like uh, new new ways of thinking that you like just didn't, had never thought about before. Yeah, or getting rid of insecurities and like yeah. being more confident. A lot of people say they come out of these trips way more confident. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Uh, every time I've done psychedelics, that's how it is for me. And I always feel yeah. just better afterwards in general in yeah. all aspects, all walks of life. Yeah. 
So these out-of-this-world hallucinations paired with the length of these trips are why when considering doing ayahuasca, it is always important to have some kind of shaman or neo-shaman. And yes, I'm saying shaman because I think it's funny. <laughs> Actually, I do like the, I like the word shaman. Uh, also, we should say, as while we're talking about it, uh, the other term is uh, curandero uh, or ayahuasquero. Um, I, I rolled my R on the second one because fucking that I was nice. took a second to figure it out, dude. The Kiranderos nice. and the Ayahuascaros nice. and the, uh, some people call them uh, like maestros and uh, uh, stuff like that. So Yeah. Uh, or even just a friend <laughs> to look after you. Yeah. It is insanely important that when doing ayahuasca, you consider your set and setting to be just as important as what you plan to take away from the entire experience. Because without an ideal set and setting, even down to the people around you, it is known that people can have really awful times with ayahuasca. It's not all yeah. healing. It's not all beautiful all the time. When done wrong, like we talked about the the phony shamans mixing shit in there, there shouldn't be in there. Um, which obviously that's not ideal ayahuasca. That's fake ayahuasca. It's not the DMT. Yeah. That well, you're even for. tribes and stuff like that put just other random shit in there too. Like right. so, it depends on the setting, like the ritual, what they're trying to go for. So even like, yeah. but I agree though, like a, a, sh a shaman shouldn't do that on a, no. what is considered a normal ayahuasca retreat. Like there should be like wording when someone signs up for this and pays for this of like, hey, like this is- this is What's an, going in it. Yeah, this is an intense- You should be informed. Yeah, definitely. You can't just throw other shit in there and be like, this is ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, fucking- a little mint. This was <laughs> they, they flavor it up. Yeah, it's like the fucking, what are those, uh, what are the snacks called? Uh, uh there's always like Mexican uh, trucks that have them. They're like, they, you buy like a bag of chips, but then they put a bunch of different spices and shit in them on I top of it. I fucking hate the like mangoes with the salt. I and love spice that, on it. dude. Everybody so does. I don't get it. I so nasty. Oh, uh, dude, no, that's that's the bomb, dude. Um, but no, that's I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the bags. Like literally, they'll take like a bag of fucking chips and like do all add all this other shit to it, and it's fucking I, delicious, I dude. About it's that. so good. But anyway, that's that's why I, I guess what I'm. Comparing ayahuasca to <laughs> the fucking phony ayahuasca. <laughs> nice. uh, anyway, those bags of chips though are fire. I don't know what they're called, but they're fucking bomb. I'll have to look <laughs> I love chips. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> so if uh, you know you're not your set and setting isn't correct, and you go down a bad rabbit hole with your trip or whatever. Uh, you can end up with more problems than you started with when yeah. indulging in ayahuasca. Oh, one thing I was going to mention is that uh, apparently Timothy Leary was one of the uh, first people to really like, not like come up with set and setting, but like was uh, to really like try to promote set and setting. Because uh, yeah. like that was during the whole era of uh, MK Ultra and stuff. And they're like, oh, all these people are losing their minds. And he's like, yeah, it's because you put them in a fucked up setting. Like, so he was yeah. really one of the first people to like, come into public eye and like try to like promote set and setting, which I think is really cool. And I'm surprised I actually never found that out until researching for this episode. You know what? That's actually so true that you say that because the the indigenous people did find this mixture first, right? But yeah. even from the video, some videos I've watched of uh, ceremonies, even for like... Uh, peyote ceremonies you have like a shaman like spitting shit in your face dude that is not ideal set and setting i'm sorry oh no for for mescaline definitely dude because that's the, that's the part of the mescaline ceremonies is they they spit the shit in your face like to clear out any like negative energies or like like demons around you and shit like that i talked about this in the mescaline episode fuck that i don't care <laughs> like dude, no nah, I, that, come on dude fucking get culture get cultural dude Okay, but I'm gonna. That's one thing I'm gonna discuss in this episode is that 
maybe we shouldn't be getting so cultural. Maybe our cultures don't need to collide and mash and mesh. Like yeah. you could take aspects from one culture, but you don't have to completely appropriate it and like try to be like, oh, I can only do ayahuasca if I go do it the way native people did it and indigenous people Oh, I people agree, did yeah. Like, but I'm that definitely is stealing actually the, bad in yeah. my opinion. Oh, no, I agree. But I'm definitely stealing the spitting in the face thing for sure. That I'm, that's, that's only because <laughs> it makes you horny. Yeah, obviously, dude. It's perfect, it's perfect <laughs> setting, dude. I'm trying to be, trying to be oh, horned you, up and yeah. dripping balls, dude. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> no, dude. Don't put that. Don't put that smut on me, dude. I am. <laughs> I'm a neo shame, dude. Nah, don't put that smut on me, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so. Uh, powerful hallucinogenic drugs like this when not respected or prepared for can leave you with real life PTSD if the trip goes south. And uh, after you drink the brew, I do not care how well you handle drugs, how tough you are, how big you are, like nothing. After you drink this brew, you are no longer in control. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there's dude. so many people even, okay, no, terrible example. There's so many people that are like, oh, I'm a fucking badass. I could do whatever. I could take this drug and yeah. then fucking freak out. It's like no, uh, nobody can control when you put this in your body. I mean, yeah, dude, maybe dude. like the shamans after a ton of uh, exercises with it, you know? And- yeah, because they've literally trained in like that world and I've done thousands of hours of fucking ayahuasca trips and journeys and yeah. ceremonies and shit. And uh, I mean, for the legit shamans that are not, you know, fr- frauds. And uh, yeah, it took me like a hundred times of doing LSD to start going to the grocery store on it. <laughs> yeah, I still can't imagine going to the grocery store on LSD. I mean, I will. It's so funny. I've definitely done like public settings like that in LSD, and it did take me a while as well. But I've I've never personally gone to the grocery store, but I do know what you're talking about of like going into public settings where you like have to be like somewhat normal, I guess. So not, like not even really no, somewhat no, normal, no, no, no. but like uh in a setting to you where you don't have to be. No, you don't have to be, but like <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to be. I, I, don't I, give I, a fuck. I respect that actually. That's hilarious. Yeah. It just burdens you if you're trying to be normal. You know? Well yeah, I know I understand that. But I, I guess I just mean like the confidence of like going into a public setting like that. And uh oh yeah. Just in general being surrounded by uh normies. Yeah, it is a little daunting, but it is also fucking hilarious. It, oh, yeah. Like, just laughing at people and they're yeah. like staring at you. Dude, like it was so funny weird. because I've never felt like uh, that much judgment uh, before on LSD until after leaving Dead & Company when we were all just walking around just laughing and shit and people like I could feel people around us just being like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Like, Because I remember we were literally walking up a hill like, just trapped next to tons of people and I was yeah. dying laughing uh, about because Justice said something and I was like yeah I agree and then like two seconds later I was like wait what <laughs> and then I was like or I was like what are we talking about Yeah. and uh, Justice just started laughing and I, I laughed for like five minutes probably just up walking up this hill people around us I could feel were just like what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, what the yeah, fuck is wrong crowd. with you, dude? We're leaving a fucking dead, like a dead show, dude. Fucking. That was a hostile crowd. It though. was super hostile, dude. Yeah, I've never felt that amount of hostility in a fucking. I had one guy who thought love. I was on acid or something and he went, oogity poogity oh, like yeah, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. face. And I was just like, bro, I'm like pretty much sober. <laughs> like I'll punch you in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude. People are fucking. <laughs> I microdosed yeah. mushrooms. Like, yeah. f- go fuck yourself. You thought like, if someone was tripping balls, like that would be such a dickhead move. Yeah, definitely, dude. People are anyway. fucking shitty. Anyway. Yeah, that crowd sucks. Yeah, they should have taken uh, ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So this being said, aside from some people making it themselves in the U.S. by ordering their plants or by making farmahuasca, which I talked about earlier, uh, for the most part, people are going to either South or Central America where there are these retreats that you could pay the shamans that supply you with the entire ayahuasca ceremony, uh, which, you know, we'll discuss those issues as well. But the reason people are leaving the U.S. to do this because uh, although these plants on their own are not illegal to obtain, DMT is still a Schedule One narcotic in the eyes of the U.S. So if DMT is made in the pineal gland in your brain, that means that every single person listening to this has a Schedule One narcotic inside of them right now. So if yeah. you could imagine how fucking stupid that is. Yeah, it is. It's insane. Uh, and there's been plenty of arguments about this. It's It's... It's dumb. It's very dumb. Well, what's funny we all though, know is, oh, what's that up? DMT has no potential for addiction, no potential for abuse, and has helped thousands of people reach in, light, in a more enlightened state and helped thousands of people get sober. So why the fuck are we making medicine illegal? Yeah, it's been the question. It's still, why is cannabis schedule one? Yeah, it's literally insane. It makes yep. no fucking sense. Yep. I can't even, dude. Yeah, and you could get the plants. You could own the plants. Oh yeah, it's dude. There's there's literally underground um, ayahuasca like retreats that you can do in the U.S. I fucking one of my friends does it like every like couple months in L.A. Like oh, that's cool. Like they're like they host it in like a house in L.A. and fucking and they, now you just ratted them out. Uh, I, <laughs> the, no. And their address is yeah, dude. There's fucking what is it? Fucking 18 million people that live in the L.A. area, dude. Fucking we good, dial good luck finding that one house, dude. <laughs> we can dial it in. <laughs> Good luck, dude. <laughs> so on, what's their say. address? Good luck. I want to go. Let me know their address. I, I don't actually know the address. I've never actually been, but I want to. So oh. Yeah, well, when you go. <laughs> I'll let Just you know. Try. I'll share my location with you when I go. Okay. So um, <laughs> I don't want to get on a rant about how stupid uh, politics are or how the U.S. is failing in literally every aspect. So let's talk about the history or at least what we know about it. So dating back to somewhere between 905 to 1170, a site was found in Southwest Bolivia that held a ritual bundle found at a funerary site that contained the remnants or contains, they found it in 2010, uh, the remnants of DMT, harmine, which is the MAOI. When you said cocaine, Sorry, continue. Cocaine the po and possible traces of silicon, along with snuff tablets, a snuff tube, llama bone scrapers, and a headband. So essentially, this means <laughs> that Bolivians at this point not only knew that mixing harmine with DMT made it orally active, but they also knew how to throw a wicked fucking party. Dude, <laughs> they found they knew that when you fucking tighten your headband while you're peeking, you peek even harder, man. Dude, they, okay, yeah, uh, he stole that. What? The fucking homeboy stole that. The Jimi Hendrix stole the headband thing. From, yeah, well, uh, I think it was actually Country Joe and the Fish were the first to, or well, I don't really. know if they were the first two, but they were. It was definitely like early '60s, like when people started stole it, it from 905. Uh, which I was gonna ask you is when you mean see 905? You're talking BC or uh, fucking current time? So BC, like almost a thousand. Or no, that's ago, that's yeah. common era. That's so. AC. Or CE. Oh, interesting. Because I read that uh, there's even like wall paintings and shit that go back to like 900 BC. So uh, that is true. Um, but it's really hard to one date wall paintings. Oh, well, yeah, true. 
But also, this is real life physical evidence. This is the oldest yeah. physical evidence. But what's even so, funny about that though is like, even if it is physical, like this is like the first discovery of physical evidence. Like, who knows how long they'd been doing this before that period? That's exactly my point. Is like fucking. This is like they were willing to just leave it here, like in this cave, right? So that means that this is common practice. All of these things they had already been using cocaine, like well up until this point. Yeah, uh, psilocin, right? So uh, all all this stuff they had on them is just like obviously a pra- like normal practice at this point. So if this dates to nine oh five, how long had they been using it until this point? That is what. We really don't know. They could have been using it for a thousand years up to this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they if they think that the cave that those paintings, okay. So, well, the reason they know that the those paintings date back far that far is because it was a very specific people that were around from 900 BC uh, to 200 BC. Uh, I'm gonna say BCE actually because I'm that's the non-religious term. Um, okay. So uh, BCE, and so and that just shows that there were even paintings like a thousand years before what you're even saying, yeah, uh, which is, yeah. or I guess we'll know that's over a thousand years. Cause I guess it would be, it's almost 2000 years. It's like 1500 years. And, uh, and that's crazy. If there's cave paintings, then, then who knows how far before that they that's, started yeah. using it, but they just didn't paint it on the wall. It could be that they've been using ayahuasca in uh, these two plants in combination for thousands of years. Yeah, definitely. But, provably for a thousand years so well i mean yeah uh, like physical proof a thousand years. right yeah definitely because there's even arguments that people say that the fucking paintings on the walls are um look more like uh like stone or something like that or look more like oh like um some there's some sort of game or whatever that um there was some sort of use of something that was similar to the painting or something so hacky sack maybe (laughs) i have no idea uh so but anyway lots of different arguments yeah so actually if any of our listeners are from central or south america you know we're not bilingual trilingual or however many languages we would need to know to to speak to people that would know any amount of this actually detailed history of these indigenous people or cultures. If any of our listeners are from Central or South America and have a more detailed insight on how far this history goes back, uh, reach out. We'd love to know. Absolutely, <laughs> Because yeah. there is not that much information in English on this, honestly. No, no. And the, the interesting thing about the Amazon too is how many different languages there are because it's not only the indigenous languages, which are hundreds, thousands of languages, uh, but there's also um, the because uh, in Brazil they speak Portuguese, and then in all the other South South American countries they speak Spanish. So you have Spanish, yeah. Portuguese, plus all these other indigenous languages, and uh, it's a fucking it's a lot. Yeah, it's a ton. <laughs> so uh, before this is all before the ayahuasca made its way into the light of Western society that we know of. Otherwise, it wouldn't be until 1852, almost a thousand years after the grave party, that the earliest known Western recording of psychoactive effects of ayahuasca were documented by English ethnobotanist, botanist, (laughs) English (laughs) ethnobotanist, Richard Spruce. (laughs) 
Oh, that sounds so funny. Just like a classic, like old radio. Just <laughs> English Richard Spruce is down on the corner. <laughs> yeah, he's, it sounds like a, a like a black and white film of someone like yeah. in the Congo, just like. Here you have English ethnobotanist Richard Spruce. <laughs> anyway, he described how the Tahonan tribes in Brazil and Colombia and how they performed the, the ritual uh, of ayahuasca by making tea from the Banisteria copy vine. Although Banisteriopsis copy vine. They must have missed... It used to be Banisteria. I think it was Banisteria's copy is what it used to be called, but they renamed it since. Oh, okay. I was reading from his thing and he oh. wrote it in fucking 1850s. So then, yeah, so. that's probably what it, yeah, okay. Anyway, it doesn't so, matter. Yeah, so he uh, used this vine, the B. Cappy vine, although his writings didn't go much further, or he watched them do the ritual. In his writings, he said he watched them do the ritual with Banis- uh, the B. Cappy vine, uh, Although his writings didn't go much further with his journal entry ending with some traveler who may follow my steps with greater resources at his command will, it is hoped, be able to bring away materials adequate for the complete analysis of this curious plant. So he essentially said he doesn't have the resources to take any of it home with him and research it. Sick. So that was the <laughs> that was the first mention <laughs> of ayahuasca to Western people pretty cool i thought that was a little interesting yeah i mean i i, I fuck with that dude it's just ancient stories of uh my- mythology dude yeah, sure yeah okay so uh by 1858 the first widely read descriptions of yahe practices were published as highlighted in psychedelic encyclopedia and eventually with the uh, creation of film and cameras in 1923 a film was created and shown at a meeting of the american pharmaceutical association Showing a American, a South American Yahe ceremony by the 60s, scientists hypothesized that the effects of ayahuasca were uh, caused by the combination of the naturally occurring MAOI and DMT, meaning that even if the person whose party scraps were left in that cave was the very first person to discover mixing DMT and MAOI, <laughs> it got you super high, it still took Western scientists over a thousand years to come up with the same conclusion. Whoa. Yeah. Insert insert sure soundboard. Whoa. <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> we're fucking way behind than the people who just hung out in the trees. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, definitely. I think we're still way behind. Yeah. So the the rest of the US and Western history is quite boring as it's just like uh the adaptation of people appropriating cultures and practices. And what is more important is that the cultural the cultures and practices are still in place and uh I think we should probably talk more about them than. This is not about us, Raven. Let's talk about them. Gosh. It's actually not. Gosh. I don't don't, don't want to go on a a whole episode about, yeah, so like people who like have a million followers on Instagram get like stressed sometimes and like, you know, they get a lot of hate and like they post a selfie and people are like, bro, your eyeliner was off. And like they get really depressed and then they go to South America and their parents pay for them to go to South America for like $700,000 and then go to this ayahuasca retreat. That's not what I want to do. Yeah, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> and that's that that's Western fucking ayahuasca. That's right most now. of the documentaries when you try to research ayahuasca, it's literally people t- like it's an entire documentary talking about their fucking ayahuasca retreat that they went on. And yeah. it's just like, cool, dude. You've literally told me A, not what this is, and B, fucking you haven't said anything about the original tribes or anything. And you're literally talking about like, 
oh, sometimes I get sad and I like uh, need to like shit and vomit a bunch and then like, <laughs> see some people. And uh, yeah. I had this like entity that told me that uh, I should like stop telling my mom that she's a bitch. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really annoying. And yeah. <laughs> I don't want to perpetuate that cycle. And so uh, we're not going to talk about that much other than talk shit about it, honestly. Yeah, basically. It's fucking annoying. And uh, researching for this episode annoyed me. So the people are so privileged and then they make it all about them. They're like, yeah, I had such an amazing experience. They have no appreciation for the thousands of years this culture has helped yeah. this sacred and not let governments come in the way or like not let this practice be stripped from them. Uh, I think even in Brazil, the, the indigenous people fought back at the Brazil government making DMT legal because they wanted to keep practicing their ayahuasca. Yeah, negative shout out the fucking rubber, the rubber industry, because that yeah. is uh, what fucking <laughs> led the white man essentially into the Amazon. Yeah, if you work for Michelin, fuck you. <laughs> True, dude. Goodyear, fuck Michelin tires, fuck you. dude. Yeah, fucking fuck you, Goodyear. Firestone, fuck you, Michelin, dude. Get fucked. Yeah, dude. Fire these nuts, dude. <laughs> Les Schwab, dude. Fuck Les Schwab and his amphitheater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got his amphitheater. Th- amphitheater. Th- he had amphitheater talking. <laughs> yeah. It's not even fucking Les Schwabies amphitheater no more. Yeah, Les Schwabies. <laughs> yeah. Well, Les Schwab, more like more Schwab, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> more Schwab on my nuts. Your exactly. tires suck, bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, talk, let's, get, let's get into culture, dude. Let's get into all these yeah. peace and love. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good way to transition. <laughs> Fuck these people. Let's talk about peace and love, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, some of the other names that I forgot to mention in the beginning of this one I want to mention is Hawaska, which is uh, the name used during religious use of the um, any of the churches. Uh, two of the ones I mentioned earlier, one is the UDV and one is the, uh, is the UDV or UVD. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, the other one is the uh, um, Santo, da- uh, was it Santo Damai uh, fucking church. I don't know. Anyway, something like that. Um, Daima, I think is actually what it is. Santo Daima. Anyway, um, so when they, whenever they, these religious groups use it, they call it Hawaska. Um, and then uh, one of the things I was going to mention earlier is the Yahe that we were talking about uh, is one of the things that like you were reading that it was, uh, they refer to Yahe as like, as the, or they refer to Ayahuasca as Yahe. And I've also read that some other groups, especially in Colombia, uh, refer to Yahe as only the ayahuasca plant, not the actual brew of ayahuasca and the uh, shikruna. And uh, yeah. so they they refer to it just as Yahe. And um, they also say that it's a, uses like a ceremonial purge. Um, so they'll drink only the, the Yahe or only the ayahuasca plant and use that as like a, as a purge and kind of cleanse the body before they then ingest the actual ayahuasca brew, which is the Yahe and... Uh, the DMT, which is interesting, actually, yeah. that I'm saying this is I wonder um, how much how much MAOI they actually put in the ayahuasca brew when they drink it after they cleanse their bodies, because you if you drink the normal amount, then you're gonna have like double the MAOI in your body, and then it's like I wonder maybe how they that works. do the pre purge because if because of the MAOI is gonna make you sick and purge, yeah. Uh, but then if you take the MAOI the second time, you're not gonna get as sick. Like you have like yeah. some built up. Well, no, I was, to the, the, definitely the that. Yeah, I read definitely that. But I was more asking of like, 
I wonder if they like have the uh, have as an H A L V. Yeah, uh, have yeah, halve. Uh, they the fucking um, uh, the MAOI when they take it with the I or with the DMT. Um, so then they don't have like double the amount of MAOI because I don't know how that would affect the DMT. Yeah, I, mean, I don't you know. just have double um, MAOI in you, which is probably. Just I did notice that. Yeah, I did notice that the ayahuasca, the word ayahuasca is misused a lot or used uh, just as an umbrella term for yeah. concoction, right? But right, I also exactly. did notice that yahe is the same way. Yahe is yeah. uh, also misused a lot or not misused, but used uh, loosely, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like an overall term for a, a concoction of two different plants that make you fucking trip balls <laughs> yeah makes makes it's two two uh concoctions of uh or a concoction of two plants that make you have a yahe good time dude yahe <laughs> like mario exactly it's when he eats the mushroom dude <laughs> uh so i also read that uh misha is a term for any of the other additive plants um with this um chemical brew um which is interesting uh, and there's a bunch of other terms of like mihi dapa natema Pindi, um, there's a, uh, I can't remember where these groups were, but there's um, indigenous tribes that um, refer to it as La La Perja and uh, La Limpia, which is funny, La Limpia. Purge and then your limp goes, (laughs) your your dick goes limp. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I was more thinking of like limping like on a fucking cosmic level, dude, (laughs) just like being injured, (laughs) just fucking limping, just like, oh, fuck, dude. (laughs) Um. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to mention earlier, actually, that I forgot was uh, oh, limpia is Spanish for cleaning. Oh, that's so that makes sense. It's uh, the the, yeah. cl- the cleansing essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's cool. So one of the things I wanted I forgot to mention earlier is about the general cooking of this, which I kind of mentioned is that it can be anywhere from like a few hours to days at a time. Um. One thing that I read that was interesting is that uh, Terrence McKenna and anyone that doesn't know Terrence McKenna, he's very famous for his ideas on psychedelic nature. And I think he's also an ethnobotanist. Um, super interesting dude. We'll talk more about him later. But uh, he said that he he recommends using a non-aluminum pot when cooking because it um, the aluminum can have an effect on the plant that you're cooking. And so he was saying not to use an aluminum pot. But uh, I read in Shulgin's book, Tikal, that he said that most um, people cooking in the Amazon use aluminum pots. So I was like, hmm, I don't know which ones, you know, I, I, I understand just not the, use it. <laughs> if you could avoid it, I would just not use one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's like, also like if you're in the jungle and all you have is a fucking aluminum pot, like you're going to use an aluminum pot. Uh, yeah. It's not like we're making fucking craft, craft coffee. <laughs> yeah. Single origin pour over. <laughs> um, anyway, so Terrence says to boil for four hours and then you kind of like pour off the wash into a, a container boil it, add more water, boil for four more hours. And then you combine the two of the washes from the different boils. And then you boil it down to the, whatever the desired volume is for your dosing. And, um, but I've also read that some people say like you have to boil it for three days. It's just like a rolling boil. And so who actually knows which is the correct method? I mean, I, I don't think there is really a correct method, but it's probably just like up to taste of whoever the shaman is and whoever, is cooking it on however they want to brew and whatever they want to put into it and whatever, like add some extra little spices. Turns out dumb easy. 
Uh, yeah, you literally just boil it and just watch it boil until like uh, the pulp breaks down. Essentially, is what they say. So yeah, um, yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, I would say if you're gonna try to do this on your own, maybe do more research and don't take anything what we just said for fucking <laughs> actual. <laughs> um, These are not instructions on how. To yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so I want to get into some fun facts before I get into a lot of the culture because. You know, boys just want to have fun. <laughs> I do like to have fun. So one thing that I, I read is that the um, Mashi Gwenga people of uh, Peru uh, use the juice from the leaves of ayahuasca as eye drops to treat migraine headaches. Wow. That's which is, interesting as fuck. <laughs> yeah, which is super interesting. Yeah, you fucking just take the ayahuasca plant and make eye drops out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, uh, again, one of those things that is like, how did you even come up with that, you know? So... Um, I don't know. So, and does it actually work? I'd be curious. I, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I'd take the coca plant, juice it, put that in my eyes for migraines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would recommend uh, researching that Not more. Probably that. <laughs> because that could probably potentially uh, make you lose your eyesight. <laughs> yeah, it's going anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> um, so another interesting thing. So there's a place in Peru called Equitos. And it is uh, known as the gateway to the Amazon jungle from Peru. Like it's like um, it, it's like on the border of the jungle, essentially, uh, like right on the river. And so a lot of um, a lot of it's been around for fucking ever. Like there, it's a huge place for people to use ayahuasca. And in the early '90s, it got really popular for. I guess I don't know early '90s, but in the '90s, it got really popular for ayahuasca retreats. And so like tons of people started moving down there and. Um, opening up these like centers for retreats and stuff like that. And uh, so now it's like tons of Western culture is involved with like having retreats and shit there. And it's kind of fucked up because it's, um, well, it, first of all, it has made more of a job op- opportunity and more money for the city, which is, you know, a good thing, but also it's- But the, um, there are uh, like giant economists who argue against stimulating an economy that way. Right, exactly. Uh, if a comedy, if an economy is not ready for it and you go and just give a fucking bunch of money to people, one, they're not going to know how to spend it. It might get quickly uh, um, uh, like- it might make it more of a dangerous place, uh, if, especially if the money's only going one place. It's going to influence politics. It's going to do a bunch of shit that yeah. is not necessarily good all the time to just quickly uh, uh, stimulate an economy like that. So even right. if... Yeah, I don't know. There's arguments against why that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, but the whole reason I bring any of this up is uh, because now there's such a high population of people that are like are into ayahuasca in this place. Uh, that the local police actually say that they believe that any given Friday night, that 10% of the population is in ceremony. And this, the metro population of Equitos is around 500,000 people, which means that around 50,000 people, any given Friday night is in a ceremony for ayahuasca. Jesus Christ. So that uh, not only is deforesting, uh, because a lot of that is not going to be regulated. Ayahuasca grows, right? So they're going to be... Yeah. 50,000 fucking people every Friday. They got to p- find those plants somewhere. Uh, fraudulent shamans, but yeah. not being able to source the plants, just putting in D- DXM or something in there. Or synthetic, uh, any sort of synthetic plants or chemicals and stuff like that. 
Yeah, LSD, anything to make you trip. And yeah, but I guess I don't know why I said synthetic plants and chemicals. I mean synthetic chemicals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it could cause a lot of like pollution. Like if there's not enough, enough infrastructure in the area, there's just so many elements to this that, uh, uh, and it's another argument with um, peyote and the indigenous people with peyote is yeah. they don't want it legalized because they're like, if we make it legal, a bunch of fucking white people are going to come down and pick all the peyote being like, oh, it's legal now. I can pick it up and it's going to go extinct. So this yeah. is like one of those arguments in a way is like now if they start relaxing on it and all these people are like, yeah, let's fucking all do it at once. Then it just it just causes more destruction than it causes good in the humans. Like, oh, you yeah. might have no daddy issues anymore, but now the fucking Amazon rainforest, now birds don't have a place to live. Sorry, I, I thought I heard a fucking weird sound. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it was the Amazon thanking us for fucking yeah, getting its back. <laughs> the Amazon is calling out. Yeah, true, dude. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I like the idea of people being able to go and access medicine like this. Yeah. But I don't like the idea that we're just going to overlook any kind of negative consequences that it could, that could incur just due to like, oh, well, plants shouldn't be illegal. I agree. But you know what also shouldn't happen? Everybody go rush and do it at once and make plants go extinct. Or yeah, uh, there has to be some sort of regulation. Yeah. Because uh, also all this money coming in, like it could influence drug trafficking in other ways or uh, the people going down there are interested in ayahuasca. How do you know they're not interested in cocaine and they're going to go then buy cocaine and then causes crime, like violence and all these things. It's uh, I'm not pro drug war. <laughs> I promise. No, but, but also coming off as I am, but I just I'm like trying to think about this rationally. Well, yeah, of course, and also you have to think about like the amount of food and stuff in the area for the locals and for other tribes and stuff like that. Infrastructure. It's like okay, is there is there the infrastructure for that many people to be there? And yeah. also, it's like so. Okay, so again, is like where are you getting these plants? Are you growing these at home? Are you growing these in the jungle? Are you finding them in the jungle? And how yeah. much of it, if you are if you are finding it in the jungle, how much of it are you taking from the jungle to then use for these things? Uh, and how much the, are you replanting? Exactly. And also, like, are then, you know, once it runs out, are you just going to find a different spot? Or, like, what is what is your plan? And I'm sure there is some sort of, re- there's got to be some sort of regulation, but also, like... I would hope so. It, I, how much can the fucking government really, like... Um, uh, crack down on in the Amazon. I mean, it's a thick rainforest, dude. Like, so like, yeah, uh, which we, people, people think that, that due to that, that the Amazon is infinite and it's always going to rebuild itself and that we could fucking cause as much devastation as possible to it. And that it's always going to bounce back, but that's not fucking true. We have caused so much devastation to the Amazon. Just stop touching it. Yeah. The people who live there happily live there. Like I and think they that's have fucking been for sick. thousands of years. Yeah, but other fucking people who have logging companies, rubber companies, fucking all yep. these things, like that, how are you alive and have the fucking negative morale? Like, you have no morals. Yeah. You are just a piece of shit human who you don't care about future generations. You don't care about the, the animals on this earth. You don't care about anything. You just care about your fucking bank account. Yeah, and also part of that is, like, you you'd have to think part of that is, is also just general ignorance of just not knowing and not thinking about that, which I'm not saying is okay. It is... Like, you know, it's not okay to not think about any of that type of shit and just act on it. And, yeah. uh, but I, I think a lot of it is part of just partially just general ignorance. Like, there's part, there's people that don't even think about that type of shit, which is fucked no, up. Yeah, and definitely. I, it's, it's wrong regardless, but uh, it's, uh, so I think it's a lot tiny, of it is just tiny ignorance. tangent, but this is one thing that made me, uh, 
pissed off the other day is uh, before I deleted Instagram because it was just constant fucking negativity and it's just disgusting. There were people, there was a, there was this video of a climate activists like throwing paint on this wall and someone coming up with a pressure washer behind them and just kind of like spraying it. And people were like, hey, shout out pressure washer guy or whatever. But everyone ignored what these people were yelling about. There's these like essentially children, college students yelling, being like, our planet is fucking dying because of the millionaires in this building, because of every, no one's fucking paying attention. No one's listening. And everyone's like, shut up, pussy. Shut up. You guys are fucking annoying. It's like, why don't you shut up? Because you're fucking not helping. Like, listen to people when they're fucking screaming out for help sometimes. Yeah. It's it's not everyone screaming out for attention or for, to be annoying. Like, yeah. some people, they're willing to fucking go to jail for vandalism and trespassing and all this shit. Maybe give them a fucking second. And it, maybe and all these people's argument is like, oh, well, they should have went through the 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 channels, the proper channels. It's like the proper channels have failed. The proper channels are corrupt. The proper channels are the ones profiting off this fucking shit. Oh yeah, dude. If, if they went through the proper channels, nothing would get said. That's their only option. So they went with it. Maybe fucking give them a second instead of just being like, they're, oh, they're fucking annoying climate activists. They're probably vegan too. Like that is my biggest issue with the world is the fucking ignorance and just, I'm not even fucking on these people's side, but I'll give them a second. Like, yeah, Come well, on. I think the the main thing to take away from that is like anytime you see uh, people reacting to a situation in high amounts that maybe you should listen to what they're reacting to and try to understand, even for a second, just to like try to see what they're doing rather than immediately judging a book by its cover because you're you're tired of seeing all these different things on the news that uh, all these people that are protesting for this or that of shit that you maybe not don't agree with and you immediately just judge these people and are like, oh, hey, I'm going to fucking judge these people that are have picket signs or whatever um, and just because they have picket signs and they're like, oh, they're just a bunch of pussies uh, yeah. that fucking can't handle whatever's going on in the United States uh, or wherever yeah. this may be. And uh, I, it's fucked up. It, it's, a lot of people are just ignorant. It's fucking shitty. It's... Um, and it- I, I think it probably has uh, definitely been a thing since before the internet, but the internet has fucking not helped with it. Oh, it's yeah, now yeah. given people more balls to just fucking say whatever they want. Yeah. And it's just a negative place. And I, uh, you know, I'm just not, I don't know, not stoked on it. Anyway, sorry. That well, was my small you should go to the jungle but, and take ayahuasca, especially. On dude. A- oh, <laughs> yeah. I just found out my reason. Uh, fucking, uh, no, I, I don't know. I think it just goes along with this same thing. It's, a, it's the same attitude where people don't think and they're just like, oh, I'm going to go do ayahuasca in the yeah. jungle. And they don't give it two seconds of thought. As, is this ethical in any way? No, no, not at all. They spend thousands of dollars on, you know, going to an ayahuasca retreat and then are like, and then oh. they go to Coachella. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then people. they're like, oh, I'm so in line. Okay, so, okay. I was going to save all this for later, but since we're on this whole fucking topic, let's just have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to a podcast a while ago of Duncan Trussell and Theo Vaughn. And Duncan was talking about, I might have talked about this already a little bit, but um, Duncan was talking about um, just assholes that are like trying to become enlightened. And he was like, the point he made was just like, you can't just be an asshole and then do psychedelics and expect to like everything to change in your life. And you to no longer have those asshole tendencies. He's like, all you're doing is becoming an enlightened asshole. And like, you know, obviously like psychedelics do change people in a way. And it's can make them hippies. better. Yeah, I mean, well, not not everybody, but like there are, there's definitely no. people that do have like, you know, they they have positive things that come out of these experiences, and they may be a shitty person, and they might have this crazy experience where they're like, oh, 
I see all the, like the shit that I've been doing to the world and all like the negativity I've been putting out on people. Maybe I should stop. And some people do stop and like change their lives completely. But there are a fuck ton of enlightened, like uh, enlightened assholes, the evil hippies. And yeah. uh, it's super fucked up. And uh, so, it, and I guess the whole reason I bring that up is not to just like, be like, oh, fuck these people and like fucking talk a bunch of shit. But like they're, uh, there needs to be some sort of like intention in any of this. You can't just go do ayahuasca and just be like, oh, I'm better now. Like I'm a better person now. Yeah. Like um, That's, I think, a, a whole thing with, uh, I've gotten a lot of pushback being one of those people being like, oh, I think the whole world should take LSD. I think that it would genuinely make the world a better place. And people are like, uh, I don't know if a CEO who is willing to like use child labor and pollute fucking, like continue to pollute China for profit in the u.s if he takes lsd i don't think that's going to change him and it's like yeah maybe not but maybe i don't know because yeah. like he might be slightly i but I, who's to say that dudes are already not going to fucking these ayahuasca retreats <laughs> good question who knows um and I mean, somehow there's... you already have psychotic tendencies so maybe you're already flipping that into like somehow your trip is telling you that that's okay you know i don't know uh, yeah, I, I agree though. I don't think that people who are assholes necessarily are going to take psychedelics and just not be an enlightened asshole. But who knows? Maybe sometimes. <clears throat> I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, I hope I hope people can take these psychedelic drugs and not be assholes and like not be shitty. But I mean, we saw it when we were in fucking that dead company of how many shitty people there were just being shitty people. And they were like, oh, fucking I'm most important. But they're also like, doing psychedelic drugs and stuff and it's like okay like clearly you don't get the point of any of this so like yeah whatever do you i, I there's nothing really i'm not gonna go fucking walk into your camp and you're like walk up to you and give you a lecture <laughs> like, it's well i also job. i also know and have done lsd with people who don't have any sort of introspective experience or uh like spiritual experience or anything of that nature they just have uh like psychedelic hallucinations like i've yeah that that blows my mind because yeah. when i do lsd it is or any type of psychedelic it is just pure introspection like i it's like a therapy session inside yeah. my head and to i wish i could be the person who just took lsd and is just like oh funny rainbows like i don't mm -hmm. know it or yeah. maybe I don't wish that. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I don't know. I feel like I have a good amount of both, like with LSD, just because I've done, I do LSD quite a bit. So, like, yeah. I've had plenty of those introspective experiences to where I've, like, worked on shit. And, like, you know, when, when it needs to happen, it happens for sure. I've had plenty of, like, what people would consider bad drips, but, you know, they're, to me, they're not bad. They're just, like, introspective um, journeys of fucking some sort of enlightenment um, to yeah. try to make my life better, which I appreciate and I'm thankful for it. But there's also times where I take an LSD and I'm just like, oh, fucking music is dope. Like, fucking look at this. Look at that. This is fun. And yeah. it's a very funny experience, which I don't think DMT or any of that is anywhere close to that. I think it's always made for introspective experiences, um, which is why people do it. And also, uh, one of the things I was going to mention as well is the, uh, the fact that um, so I don't, you might've started, you might've mentioned this earlier. Um, but the fact that you can take antidepressants. So like the first generation of antidepressants, which were TCAs and MAOIs, uh, they were given to you as an antidepressant. So if you were on any of these original, you know, first, um, generation antidepressants, then, uh, at that at one point and you took uh, like, and you smoked DMT or you orally ingested DMT, you could 
have an ayahuasca experience without actually having to take like the That's MAOI. Right yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is super funny. And um, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's also kind of terrifying too. Cause like, if you didn't know that, but it, it's just funny that the, you can in fact do that, which is, you know, just imagine eating intense. something that we don't necessarily know is high concentration that has high, a high concentration of DMT. Like imagine like, pineapple or some shit has a high concentration of DNT and we just don't know because yeah. no one's ever mixed MAOIs with pineapple, right? So imagine someone who's on those antidepressants ate pineapple and then just like we're at work and just like had a full-blown ayahuasca experience at work. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that would be, be not chill, dude. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so maybe if you are, uh, well, people don't take those those antidepressants aren't described aren't aren't described aren't prescribed anymore so you don't really have to worry about that anymore but uh back back in those days which i don't even know what era that was from um but that's just kind of funny uh so i was gonna get into modern day retreats like later after i talked about like the original rituals and stuff but like since we're kind of Did already we on this topic facts? uh i think we got through all the fun facts was okay that, cool i mean those are pretty fun those were pretty fun those were really fun <laughs> they, they caused uh yeah uh, yeah, so that was the end of the fun facts. I do have some fun thoughts, though, uh, which I'll get into at, um, at some point. But, <laughs> they're different. Uh, I, they're actually, yeah, they're, they're much different. Um, so uh, <laughs> I do, I have some very fun thoughts and some that are also not very fun. <laughs> so, okay. um, but that, I want to get into a little bit of the modern day retreats just because we're kind of already on the topic of like the issues that they have and the, the good things that they do, but also the issues just because we might as yeah, well have Yeah, I guess I came off like, they're all fucked, but they're not. No, 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 no. There, there's plenty that are good. I would say actually probably more than um, the the majority are probably good. Um, there's this, there, I mean, it just comes with anything when it comes to, I mean, because at that point, the modern retreats are essentially just, they're now capitalized. And so there's, when it, when it comes to capitalism, there's always going to be bad companies that don't give a shit about what they're doing to the environment or anything just to make profit. And that's going to happen. Um, and yeah. that obviously sucks and that's fucking shitty. Uh, but it's not surprising. And so... Yeah, it's kind of how there's those silly bars in Vegas that try so yeah. hard to advertise themselves as psilocybin, yeah. but they're Amanitas. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's so fucked. It's super fucked up, dude. Imagine taking fucking psilocybin or what you think is psilocybin and it's not. It's fucking Amanita, which is completely if different. If someone gave me a mushroom chocolate and just said, here, here's this mushroom chocolate, and I ate it, and then I got the wrapper, and it was one of those, I would be so fucking pissed. Yeah. And, <laughs> I would be so angry. Yeah, and to the general public, people don't know the difference. They just see it's a mushroom, and they hear, they've heard about mushrooms, and they have no idea what anything is of any of that. Yeah. Which is like, always is cool. Yeah, sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, or it's like mushroom, cool. Mushroom, I've heard magic mushrooms are going to do this to me or whatever. Yeah. It's like n you have no idea what you've gotten yourself into. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. That's sick, dude. You're drinking fucking dude, you got hooked on the liquid death, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm pumped. That's so funny. Um uh, all right, I buy so, two a day. That's hilarious. You gotta say hydrated. Uh yeah. so anyway, so I want to get into the into the modern retreats. Just talk about generally um what goes into it and uh why maybe to use it and maybe not to use it. Um so First, the, first off, they're extremely expensive to fly down to South America to go to any of these retreats that are in South or Central America. can cost anywhere from $3,000 to $4,000, which includes travel, the shaman, uh, lodging, all of that, food, everything. Thousands of dollars, So, which is 
you know, a lot of money, but also for your own health benefit of like, will this help me with my anti-depression? Um, then, you know, fucking that's great. Like it, it might be worth it. So uh, it might cost that in just hospital bills on therapy, to, years know, of therapy, therapy and stuff. And Oh, yeah. I remember the whole reason I brought Medication. up that MAOI fact about pharmaceuticals is because, um, MAOIs were given as antidepressants, which yeah. a lot of people, which is just funny to think about because ayahuasca, people do ayahuasca to, um, for the antidepressant thing, which is funny to think about that it's like, okay, like DMC definitely has anth- like um, antidepressant qualities, but also the MAOI has antidepressant qualities as well. And so yeah, it's like, true. you could, and so it's like, all right, like what's giving me more of the antidepressant quality, like uh, the fucking, um, the MIY or the DMT or is it both? It is could it mixed be together? a like, medicine experience kind of combination. Like you have the the medicine from the MIY and the experience from the DMT. Yeah, could be. What is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, effect called the when you mix when you mix two things? Conjunction. Uh, <laughs> the conjunction. No, there's a. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a fucking butterfly effect or whatever. No. You always say uh, it. You always say it. I always forget what it's called, dude. I'm bad. But with you words. always know. I know. It's a synchronicity effect or whatever um yeah entourage entourage effect there you go dude good job dude yeah i like the conjunction <laughs> the conjunction <laughs> effect I, I like to call this the construction effect that's <laughs> 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 what viagra gives is the construction effect oh did i tell body. you about the fucking dude uh so i was at uh okay so we're gonna have to take just a quick break on all the information for a fun little quick story so we're talking about viagra. i was talking about viagra uh, this dude, so uh, the band that uh, Aaron from Groove Damage also plays in is called Strange Ca- Strange Case. Shout out Strange Case, and they were uh, they were playing a beach show, and one of their friends showed up, and apparently his dad fucking gave his so his dad so this kid's friend's dad <laughs> oh god walked in the room and was just like I want you to have one of these and gave him a Viagra. Well, it wasn't a Viagra. It was uh, it was a fucking off brand Viagra. Cialis. Uh, I think it's the Denafil. Uh, it was, it was Sedenafil. It was just the generic brand of that. So I don't. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the fucking th- this kid's friend's dad gave him a fucking Viagra, essentially, and was just like, "Don't take this at the show." But like, fucking, here you go. I want you to have this <laughs> for what someday. In the fuck? And so he was walking around like showing people at the show, and I was like, "Dude, definitely take that. Like, take it right now, yeah. dude." And yeah. he like wouldn't take it, and like fucking, we kept trying to get like our friends to like take it. And like, we, were, we were like obviously like telling them what it was. Like we were just like, here, take this. We were just like, dude, here's a Viagra. Like you should take this. <laughs> oh my and, God. Uh, yeah, it's super funny. No one, he, no one ended up taking it uh, at the show. He ended up taking it back home with him. But I was like, I wonder if he took it yet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him since. So uh, I was no at a idea. comedy show recently and there was a big guy on stage and he was like, he was like wearing sweatpants and he was like, yeah, just so everyone knows in case there's a jump scare, I took a Viagra before I got on stage. And he was like, it's actually just so I could feel my feet. <laughs> <laughs> that diabetes is getting, to, got, got yeah, to him, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so back to fucking modern day retreats. <laughs> We've gone on yeah. a lot of tangents. Yeah. So. Like I said before, um, any retreat can be anywhere from three to four thousand dollars, maybe more, maybe less, depending on where you're going, um, how far you're traveling. Buy a jet um, ski for that; does the same thing. True. <laughs> 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 uh, so um, they even say that um, per liter of ayahuasca is around two hundred and fifty dollars, which is crazy expensive. 
I mean, yeah. I guess maybe not compared to like how Weed long it takes lot. to fucking brew it, though. Like, yeah, it's like a day's worth of work. There's no way you're drinking a whole liter, right? Well, no, definitely not. But like, that's what okay. I mean, though, is like just for like for 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 plants that you've then just boiled down at two hundred fifty dollars for a liter of that of that yeah. massive boil that you've just had. Like, so you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, don't all, all I'm saying though is in the 90s, it costed around $10 per person for like the Damn. entire fucking experience. They didn't like, know what they had. No, you know, yeah. So uh, well, it was also caused inflation. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, just pretty, pretty crazy how much it's uh, been capitalized on in South America and on these retreats. And also how much, like, what well, we did the whole conversation we just had about like how it's affecting the local communities and stuff there. Um, yeah. It's also led to an increase in jaguar poaching because, uh, yeah, because apparently some centers say that a big cat's tooth is a spiritual enhancer, and so you they'll basically just sell you these like teeth of uh, of jaguars or of any big cats around, which are jaguars in that region. I and, don't get how naive people are. Yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. And so people are like, oh, I'm gonna fucking have a better a better a better spiritual experience if I have a poached dead cat fucking tooth which they don't know is poached but like and they, you know some of them might, they some thought of them might for not two be poached. seconds if they had a fucking two second thought in their head they would know it was poached but again dude this is back to the to the the whole conversation of ignorance is just people just don't think about that type of shit yeah and people are just like oh i'm gonna have a more enlightened experience let me fucking just, I don't think you know. in any circumstance is there a legal way to ch- kill a jaguar. I've no uh, I don't idea. think there's definitely not a fucking jaguar tag you can get. Are, um, I mean, I don't know. Are they are they endangered? There might be. Definitely. Who knows? Fucking the whole Amazon is endangered. Let me look it up. I just uh, they're definitely not like big game that you could even get. I don't think. Unless it was on uh, someone's private fucking yeah, jaguar. Yeah, you are right. Killing jaguars is a crime. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're fucking incredibly <laughs> rare, beautiful big cats. Damn. Um, yeah, that's not good. So yeah, definitely don't buy a fucking tooth from any animal if you're at a fucking retreat. It's probably been poached. Yeah, so, unless it's a uh, megalodon tooth. Then if it's poached, that's fucking kind of cool. <laughs> Make a dong tooth, dude. <laughs> yeah, unless it's a dong tooth. Dong tooth, dude. Um. Anyway, so yeah, don't don't do that. Um. And report any fucking center that does that. That's fucked up. So true. Uh, also, so the conversation we were having earlier about uh, the shaman that are uh, not actually experienced and are just frauds. Um. There's actually like quite a not. Uh, like super often but there's definitely times where people um will have a shaman that isn't well trained or doesn't even come from the community where they're like there was like a um history of ayahuasca drinking of tribes like there's Hola, people amigos i'm chad i'm gonna be your shaman for the day <laughs> <laughs> well the whole reason i bring that up is because i actually have a fun thought about that is uh <laughs> so i was thinking of like um uh, you know, like any of these untrained ayahuasca like shamans and stuff. And then I started thinking about like, all right, like what if they were like, what if instead of like the Amazon, this was in like the South and there was like fucking just white trash shamans. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, so like fucking like- and that's dr- the guy who stormed the Capitol. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, all right, like fucking, 
so what are they fucking they're drinking fucking Mountain Dew ayahuasca and smoking Marlboros for fucking oh tobacco God. because so in anyone anyway, I didn't mention this but in rituals <laughs> a lot of people smoke like tobacco while they're um uh, during the ayahuasca ceremony because the tobacco rids of like negative energies and also um they say tobacco will enhance your dreams and stuff like that where like um the uh, the ayahuasca the brew will give you visions but then tobacco will increase the dreaming of that vision and so i was thinking i was like oh fucking white trash fucking ayahuasca fucking shaman named fucking kyle like wearing a tank top like white like a wife beater drinking monster fucking mountain tattoo. yeah drinking fucking yeah either mountain dew ayahuasca or monster energy ayahuasca and smoke marlboros or like fucking palm alls like, <laughs> we need to we need a nicotine and a caffeine in there <laughs> oh yeah it's got monster in it oh yeah dude oh it tastes like mud and monster yeah. holy shit yeah because a lot of people say the, the the ayahuasca brew tastes fucking horrible so i was like oh yeah. i was like oh trying to sweeten up with some fucking Mountain Dew or some fucking yeah. monster, dude. <laughs> so that was, was a fun thought that brew. I had. Yeah, that was a fun thought. Um, That's pretty good. That's a fun thought. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I have some. Um, I have some other fun thoughts, but we'll get to those later. Uh, <laughs> so um, back to the whole like fucking having a shitty shaman. So um, the the guy named Graham Hancock. He's a writer. He's a British writer. So he he was on Andrew Schultz's podcast, Flagrant, and he was talking about how him and his wife went to a, a, an ayahuasca retreat, and they've been to like multiple retreats before, and so they're like not like brand new to this, but like uh, there was like an evil spirited like person that they felt like his presence there, and uh, they were they were like this dude's like fucking not chill, and uh, so they and they He's were saying that like what's up. He was the CEO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they were saying that uh, like any good shaman, like any legit shaman would pick up on that energy because even they picked up on the energy. They're like, this dude's not cool. And uh, yeah. they were like, any good shaman, any like legit shaman that's been doing this for years uh, would not would know that they, they would pick on this immediately, pick up on this immediately. And so uh, they were saying that like this dude would like fucking... Um, like they felt like in the in the ceremony, like they could feel him like sucking their energy. Like he was basically like an energy vampire, vampire, Hell yeah. just like sucking people's energy and shit. He was like just so, sucking them. Yeah. So he would like. So like <laughs> they they found out actually that this dude would like go around to a bunch of different ceremonies and just like fucking suck people's energy and just suck, suck up suck up all he their just energy. Went dude. ceremony to ceremony, just sucking people. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so like they felt like during these ceremonies, they could feel this dude's like energy just like pulling on them and they were like yeah it was like a waste of like an, of a ceremony because this dude was just fucking hijacking all of the all the goody good feelings and um Whoa. yeah that so, sounds dope <laughs> and so his whole point was just like this is why you want to be around like a legit shaman that knows what he's doing and like not just some fucking hack that has this center that says he's a shaman who's not even fucking yeah. a shaman or has had like very little experience with ayahuasca and has been around yeah. people with very little experience with ayahuasca. Because that happens like a lot where like you have people like again what I was saying earlier about how you have people that that are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a shaman. But you come from like a tribe uh, that has like no past use of like ayahuasca because there's tribes in the Amazon that don't partake in any of this and any ayahuasca drinking or anything like that. They don't believe in it. And like you and so these shamans will be like, oh, I'm from this tribe or whatever even though like they may not even be from that tribe or they say they're from a tribe just to like make people like think that they're like, you know, that every tribe fucking has ayahuasca uh, background. 
And come to find out, like, he fucking comes from people that don't even have an ayahuasca background and is just like a fraud. Yeah. So this happens like a decent amount. Like, not it's not like every shaman, but like there's it happens. And so, like, for me, if I was gonna go to one of these retreats, like I would want so much research. I want like a fucking legit shaman, like super legit, that doesn't fucking like I want to have to go like deep into the fucking jungle to, <laughs> to have one of these experiences because like I'm not I, gonna lie to you, I would not ever do this ever. Why? Why? I have zero interest in ever doing this. But it's it just um, I know I would not be comfortable in a random tent or out in the woods somewhere where there was giant yeah. bugs and jaguars and. And I wouldn't want to do it in like a city, uh, like somewhere yeah, in South America. Sure. And like I wouldn't want to risk like I even with a bunch of research, I'm like eh, I'm not gonna pay fucking three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, maybe if I had the money, I guess. But it, there would just be so many things. I don't know that I'll ever do something like this. I just don't think I could be comfortable enough. I'm not yeah extroverted enough to talk to the shaman. I'm not fucking. <laughs> I'd be like, hey man, can I just drink it? <laughs> like, can I just have a sip, please. Yeah. No, I feel well. That's Thirsty. so. My whole actually next point that I was gonna bring up is this exact conversation and this whole exact thing is that um, a lot of people can't handle that type of situation which is why like what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode of like why there should almost be a separation of these um, these things of these yeah. types of ceremonies is because a lot of people cannot fucking handle this and don't have any intention of trying to handle this and they but they still go like the only place you can go is or well, I mean now you can go to other places like buildings and actual places that are like not fucking deep in the jungle um, but some people back in like the 70s and shit would just have to go deep in the jungle and go to these like crazy things and then have a fucking horrible time because they're like, all right, I don't want to be in like a hut in the middle of the jungle where there's like With no strangers. running. Yeah, and there's like no running water and shit and like all this stuff like away from humanity and a lot of people can't handle that. And that's why if it was to become legal in Western culture, like you could have these types of retreats in fucking like Colorado or like Oregon or like Washington, like you'd go into the forest, you could have like this type of like thing. You don't have to worry thing. about a fucking jaguar. Yeah. Like it's a buffalo maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, dude, but I, even then like, well, I guess you could, you'd have to worry about bears and shit, but like there could be yeah. precautions to set up like, so you don't have to deal with any of that uh, and have people around to like not have to like deal with any of that. And you could have land that's not, you know, intruding on national forest, uh, and stuff like that of like, you know, people could like rent out their property for this type of thing. And uh, there's so many other ways to to do this, to be more comfortable to people that are in Western society than going to these indigenous tribes and f like fucking fucking up their whole society and shit of being, I'm not fucking up their society, but like intruding kind on of. their society and being like, hey, like fucking... Uh, you know, just you, you not being comfortable with their whole thing and then them not being comfortable with outsiders from like the Western world and shit. It's just like, we don't have to intrude on their fucking society to do this. Like we could just not, which would be it sick. It is kind of fucking up their society in the sense that maybe, you know, this is a very sacred activity. It has been for thousands yeah. of years. That's why it's persisted. So now that the, the Western people have just fucking made this total moneyscape like oh we can come down here and pay you that is not only made it less sacred for them because now it's commercialized so now it's like just a commodity right yep to put these like and so it's disrespectful to the people who still hold it really high and the, it's it's really disrespectful to have the the shamans who are fake going in there and just making a mockery out of the real culture and the real fucking 
the way to do these ceremonies. So yeah. it is really actually fucking over their society by yeah. having this be so commercialized and by making it. And that's the thing is when it was in the 90s, $10, then that was probably still very sacred because they're like, we don't really want to charge for this, right? Right, like, exactly. It's whatever. Uh, it's just, you know, part of our community. And now it being $1,000, they're like, oh, we can make money off this. And now we've made it their thing. Yeah. And they didn't intentionally make it their thing. It was just their sacred activity that they did. Yeah. And now we've made it be like, oh, this is your thing. We'll pay you a bunch of money for this. Yeah, yeah, and it's making people like choose money over fucking um, morals. Yeah, it's fucked up. So anyway, um, to get off of this very negative conversation, uh, I want to get into. Sorry, I just <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, we've gone on a fuck ton of like really negative rants this episode, and I'm trying to make this a little, little happier now. Because <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about ayahuasca is fucking awesome. Like, I love learning about ayahuasca and like all the general traditions and rituals and stuff, and. It's fucking super cool to learn about, and so I apologize to anyone medicine. that had just had to listen to his rant for this long. Because like we, no, yeah, it is a medicine. Said, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful medicine. It's been proven time and time again over thousands and thousands of years that it's very useful and super awesome. Um, so yeah. just because we are complaining about capitalism doesn't mean that we're com- <laughs> you know we're complaining. Well, about it, it comes with the territory. We're talking about drugs. We have some sort of a rant on every episode about what yeah. should be different, what could be different. Right. And without those conversations, nothing ever will be different. Of course. And I don't know. It just comes with the territory. Like, yes, I agree that this is like a beautiful medicine that I'm not saying I wouldn't even take ayahuasca. I will probably take ayahuasca in my life, but not in South America. I will do it probably at my house. Yeah. Somewhere. I mean, it would be, yeah. I feel it. I'm not even comfortable taking acid or mushrooms in the woods. I would rather mm. take them in my house because I'm comfortable in my house. I'm, I like to be alert in the woods. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it depends on who I'm with in the woods and wh- how, how deep into the woods I am because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the last thing you want is to encounter a bear while on LSD or mushrooms. Oregon's spooky too. Like going out in the yeah. woods in Oregon can get pretty spooky. So oh, yeah. I, I just like, and if you run into other people too, imagine fucking doing that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I do want to do ayahuasca in my life, just in my, like on my own terms. So this is just yeah. more of a complaint, not about ayahuasca, but about people appropriating and ruining the ayahuasca for everybody. Right. I agree. Um, so anyway, so let's get into the, the, the rituals, which are very interesting because, um, unlike like, if you remember maybe the mescaline episode we talked or I began, or we, we talked about the, the rituals and the way that most of these ceremonies would go down. It's very interesting with ayahuasca because there's so many different tribes and so many different ways of doing it, um, and ways of cooking and all the sorts of different shit that, uh, there is not really a true like f- ritual, um, per like, I guess per se, like there's not really uh, a set rules of rituals that you have to like go through where um, I say like Ibogaine or Mescaline is a little more um, kind of like a uh, a guideline. Tradition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where So ayahuasca is a little more, I guess, open to interpretation from the, the shaman, um, whatever they feel is better. So uh, originally it was actually only the shaman um, or I, like I said earlier, Ayahuasquero or uh, Curandero that would drink the ayahuasca because they say that ayahuasca opens up your eyes to um, seeing and seeing any sort of problems or anything. And so they would be the ones that would actually take the ayahuasca and then they would just, you know, either touch you or, you know, talk to you and 
figure out they would be able to see what's wrong with you rather than yourself seeing what's wrong with you, um, which is pretty cool. And then eventually they, you know, I don't know when exactly this started happening, but um, then the the patient would actually start taking ayahuasca. And uh, over years, it's they, that's kind of been the form that's developed. But I thought it was really interesting that shaman, uh, the shaman were the originals to be taking it without actually having the patient take it. Yeah, um, I've heard that. That's really interesting. Like you're, yeah. you're like you're not ready to take this. Maybe once right. you're shaman, you could take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, who knows? At that point, maybe uh, the definition of shaman uh, was different. Um, uh, so maybe there were more shaman. Uh, maybe once you took ayahuasca, maybe that made you into a shaman. Who knows? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but it's interesting though that the one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is the diet that goes into um, ayahuasca is you have to diet quite 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 a bit because of the MAOI. Yeah. If you don't have a specific diet, you can um, potentially die or uh, have a very bad time. Yeah. Um, so they say no red meat, which I don't know if that really has anything to do with MAOI, but I think they say red meat affects your um, interpretation of ayahuasca. Uh, of your like visions and stuff like you may have like dark visions and stuff because of your eating of red meat because maybe it's unethical to some cultures um they say no alcohol no drugs and no sex for the whole week prior uh some tribes even go further and they say no sugar no salt no wheat so on of whatever they decide to that's uh not helpful for the ayahuasca trip uh, so you, you have this uh, this kind of like one week cleanse prior to ingesting the medicine. Um, so and then some tribes as well, like what I mentioned earlier with the yahe, uh, they have a drink to cleanse your body, which sometimes they call pergawaska, and um, which is essentially just uh, well, there's different there's different brews that they have for this purging effect, but a lot of people just use the ayahuasca only um, to have this. Uh, and then also during a ritual, there is a um, the smoking on the uh, of a pipe, uh, which is the mapacho pipe, which is just sacred tobacco. And it's, uh, again, what I mentioned earlier, it's smoked to rid of negative energies and to help you dream more during this experience. And so you'll see videos of people either smoking like almost like joints of like uh, tobacco, like they don't really look like like cigarettes, but they're these like giant, like almost blunts. Like <laughs> they look like these like giant blunts, essentially, like uh, almost cigars. Almost probably. cigars, yeah. But it's like rolled more in the form of like a uh, like a joint kind of. Um, but they're just really big. And you see people just puffing on them, just ripping, <laughs> ripping butts while they're fucking high on ayahuasca, and it, and it helps, I guess, calm you and also uh, have more intense visuals and stuff. And so it's like, kind of like me when I'm like smoking weed while I'm on like psychedelics. I'm just like, I'm smoking weed so I can get more fucking high, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess tobacco has that effect while you're on ayahuasca, which is pretty sick. Um, uh, so, and then the the shaman will also use what's called a uh, shikapa leaf, um, which are made into these like rattles. And they use the shikapa because it's... Um, said to comfort patients during their ayahuasca trip and also clean the energy around the surrounding patient because of, I guess, the frequencies that it um, rings at. And so uh, the shaman will kind of like shake this thing and they'll also do uh, perform what's called an, um, an ikaro, which is just music that shamans perform during ceremonies. And so almost all ceremonies have this thing that's called an ikaro. And um, <clears throat> essentially it's just like chanting and the shaking of this um, uh, shikapa. And um, different chants and 
uh, they do breath work and they do drumming and stuff. And, um, uh, and they're not all the same. There's not like, I mean, I guess there are like traditional like pieces of music that they kind of like perform, but there's also, you know, like shamans uh, can also uh, make up their own. And so they say uh, that the music can transcend you to connect with the beyond. And so it'll like kind of guide you through this experience. And actually it's interesting, uh, Terrence McKenna, uh, who I mentioned earlier, uh, he says that ayahuasca is a very visual thing. And so when he does... He basically says that like anything you hear can, can then get gets put into like a visual field because ayahuasca is super visual, and so you can you hear these chants, and these chants will then like guide you through this ayahuasca trip because it'll like what you're hearing is then interpreted into like a visual field, which is super well, fucking interesting. I, I honestly, you said they sing a lot of their own like classical, like classic. They got some classic hits for the songs. Right? I guess <laughs> yeah. So if you want to interpret it that way, yeah. So, well, I mean, like, they have songs that they repeat, right? So it's well, not some like do. The, it's not an original every time. Uh, but no. it, it would really help with the weird cosmic trips that everybody has if they stopped doing Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra before the trip. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's probably, if, if music's what's influencing these people's trips, they should probably play something else. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. <laughs> All right, so. I got. I got to get through a couple things really quick because this. You you bring up a point that I was gonna make, kind of. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> oh, but yeah. So. Um, all right. <laughs> so the songs of the sh- the shamans would sing. They're either Star talk- Man by David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're Let It Be by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Painted black by the Stones. <laughs> what? How, what? <laughs> what? No. Let it be made sense because it's like you know get rid of your depression or alcohol. No, alcoholism. Yeah. Painted yeah. black is like, that's, that's the opposite. I know, that's what I was joking about. Uh, so, oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, basically, so the, it said that the music <laughs> is supposed to, is like, you're basically giving up your body to hollow yourself out to then be used uh, as a spirit to um, let, let a spirit come and perform their work inside your body. So like shamans say that like when they, when they're singing, it's like not actually them singing. It's like they're just hollowing out their body to let some spirit like sing inside of them. And so a lot of times these songs that they're singing, um, they say are either like songs that these spirits are singing are essentially either taught to them by other shamans or that they're like, it's shit that they just like hear and like just come up with, with on their own. And so like they'll make up their own like Icaros and, uh, so yeah, it, that's like the only way that like, I guess it's like the same with like music though. It's like you either you're taught songs or you come up with your own songs. And so yeah. they're just like the OGs of doing that. And so, <laughs> uh, but then there's also others that are just like frauds that are fucking like, that would just like, they, they disguise themselves and they come to like a shaman like um, ceremony, like a famous shaman that has like a famous Icaro or whatever. He's, he's, he's got a hit, dude. He's on the top 100 hits or top 10. He's on the billboard chart. And then, so then someone shows up to the, you know, to the ceremony to, to hear the fucking hit. And, uh, then they steal it and they'll like take it back and perform it at their own ceremonies, which led me to the, uh, the idea of a fucking cover band of two Icaros. And, that's uh, hilarious. yeah. <laughs> so then I was thinking, I was like, all right, so like, that's kind of funny of, showing up 
like going to a you know going into a shaman you know is a ceremony and then being like damn this dude's sick and then starting a fucking cover band of that fucking shaman and just performing fucking covers of all these dudes and then it covers just covers of chants yeah it made chants me in drum circles and yeah shit. kind of remind me uh, reminded me of the Grateful Dead you know being a Grateful Dead show being a series of Icaros because it's like essentially taking you on a journey through this like spiritual space and cosmic cosmic journey. Yeah, I just, I just had <laughs> yeah to, dude. Actually, this last one really was, dude. Was that's what I'm saying, dude. Cosmic journey, for yeah. Sure. That's what I'm saying. It's like fucking. I had to relate it to the Grateful Dead somehow, but like, also, I am fucking serious. Though, it's like a Grateful Dead show is a journey. It's it's an Icaro in its own in its own it form. Is an, in a car, in an Icaro, Icaro, dude. Icaro, Icaro. It looks like Icarly. Yeah, it does. Icaro. <laughs> Icaro. <laughs> it's what it's what car she drove in Icarly. Sick, dude. An Icaro. An Icaro. <laughs> Icarumba. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the whole the whole point of like an Icaro is to help someone um, be guided through through a, a, a spiritual journey. And they say that you have to be like super open. Like you can't have any form of pushback in your body. You have to like just let it happen. Or else mm-hmm. you'll like um, you'll have this like resonance built up between souls because the, they say again um, the, the even the 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 patient or the person who's receiving the ayahuasca treatment the shaman will sing and they say that like you hollow out your own body as well like not only does the shaman like have a hollowed body but like you'll have a hollowed body to where like this like resonance will build up inside you and in between others and you'll have this like shared resonance of these songs. And they say if you have any pushback during the ceremony, of um, it'll like build up a resonance against and have this like pushback of this energy and shit. And uh, no I good. Think you've, I think most people who have done LSD and listened to music definitely have felt that exactly what that's talking about. Uh, yeah. Have you ever like not been totally comfortable with the music when you're that you're listening to on LSD? It feels yeah. just like what you're describing yeah it so sucks, I, dude. I definitely feel, I, I know exactly what you're saying like i know that feeling of having pushback with inside yourself without letting the music in and then you hear grateful dead for the first time when you're on acid and you're like i know what letting the music in feels like oh yeah dude that feeling of like when you put on something <laughs> Wait, really what? nice during fucking an acid trip or something and you're like yes dude yeah like, fucking and just, you really feel it inside you yeah but okay so you equated the grateful dead show to icaros right so uh imagine uh, vice versa to- i i, I uh, compared Icaros to a Grateful Dead show. Obviously, the Grateful Dead came first, cosmically. No, I know. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, no, I was thinking. Imagine you went to one of these retreats. You paid a bunch of fucking money, and they were just doing Grateful Dead covers. That would be sick, dude. <laughs> you fucking, fucking you start to trip, and all of a sudden they throw on Shakedown Street, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're like on a bone. They're like ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's like a bone with a string on it. <laughs> that would be so sick. That's Dude, the grateful. Yeah, that's right like there. those uh those fucking jaw bones, uh those um the jaw harps that yeah. I was uh, talking about in the I began episode. Um essentially one of those things, dude. <laughs> we <laughs> saw one. Yeah, those are just, those are fucking tight. Yeah. Um anyway, so uh that kind of brings me to my next point of um so I was talking about Terrence McKenna earlier. He's a ethnobotanist and a mystic and uh, just a very fucking interesting guy. Uh, RIP, by the way, died in like 2000. Fucking brain tumor. Big sad. Uh, so anyway, his brother, Dennis McKenna, who is like a super gnarly scientist, like he's a, an ethnobotanist and a fucking science guy. Fucking super smart. 
Anyway, so they went down to the Amazon to this little area called this little teeny town called La Chirera, uh, and uh, in search of this pellet form um, ayahuasca. And they ended up finding, uh, some, well, they ended up doing some pretty interesting experiments. And they also ended up uh, just basically doing mushrooms the whole time and not doing, didn't find the fucking, uh, the ukuhe, which is what they, the pellets that they were looking for, uh, which is known by the, like the Watoto tribe. The Watoto tribe is known to uh, practice that and do that. So it was very rare at the time. A lot of people didn't know about it. And so anyway, uh, Dennis McKenna, uh, at the beginning of the of their La Chirera journeys when they were doing these like psilocybin mushrooms that they were finding in cow shit and stuff <laughs> in these pastures, uh, he was finding this like burst of energy through sound. Like he would hear this like sound and would just like fucking have to like mimic the sound and get this like burst of energy through it, which is really interesting. Uh, and so uh, it led them to these whole experiments of fucking in this whole theory that's really interesting and pretty fucking out there. It, it was really, I, I read the book True Hallucinations, which is Dennis, or sorry, Terrence McKenna's book. Very interesting. It's a lot about their experiments in La Chirera. And um, yeah, real, real fucking interesting. La Chirera is in the Amazon in uh, like Southern Colombia. And so uh, they, they came up with a theory, uh, Terrence and Dennis, uh, that they have, uh, oh, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention is that uh, one of the known things about Akuhe is that you talk like when you do it, you talk to these like little men. They call them like woodland elves. <laughs> so instead of like smoking DMT and you see the machine elves, when you do a kuhe, which is five meo DMT, uh, they <laughs> they say they see like the little like woodland mach- like woodland elves. Like they oh just like God. talk to little people and shit. And uh, I thought that was pretty fucking interesting. I just keep thinking of the little guys from Stardew Valley. Oh, helper guys. I don't know. what I want to see them on my trip. I don't know what the Stardew Valley people are. What do you, what are they called? Uh, they're called, um, fucking, what are they called? They're little purple guys. And well, they're all colors, but. Um, no, I don't know. It's fucking escaping my mind. I literally played it last night. I don't, Junimos. They're called Junimos. Look up Junimos. They're like these little guys that help you out and like you give them little gifts and they move them around and stuff. And they're oh, just like whoa. little help, helper guys. And I just keep yeah. imagining that these are like the guys in, uh, <laughs> in like the ayahuasca ceremony that yeah. are like moving things in and out of you and like fucking that's so funny. <laughs> just the little like woodland critters because that's essentially what they are in the game or just just like little woodland critters. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so this whole, the, the, so Terrence and Dennis had this theory that this sound that you hear when you're on psychedelics of whatever that frequency that you're hearing, they say that each psychedelic has its own frequency. That like mushrooms and DMT and all these different um, psych, um, psychedelics have their very own specific like frequency that they like ring at. And so they say when you're when you're on a tryptamine that you can hear um, translinguistic information that can be or he said there is translinguistic information that can be sent through time and space through this frequency like information through this frequency and I started making me think because I was like every time I've talked about like smoking DMT and uh, because any, every time I've done DMT uh, you hear this like whirring like sound in your head it's just like this high pitched like whirring like frequency and. Uh, I was like, wow. I was like, so that's what you're hearing. In, in their theory, what you're hearing is the frequency of DMT, essentially. Hmm. And so they were like, all right, well, like, 
they came up with some experiments and these experiments are fucking crazy. So one experiment was to try to uh, take the frequency of a plant and recreate it in your body, uh, which can put you into like a state of trance. And so if you, if you can match this frequency of the mushroom or the DMT, your body will then think that it's on that fucking drug or whatever, which is yeah. why like people say they're like um, some frequencies or some pieces of music will like give them chills and shit like that for like a split second you'll feel like you're on whatever frequency it made you it hit um, yeah i know how to do this actually and it freaks me out i don't like doing it <laughs> really that's cool i'm not kidding uh Fuck not yeah. with lsd or anything but yeah uh i yeah like putting yourself into a trance where you fully feel like you're hallucinating it's not like i don't know it's just it's freaky interesting so so here's uh, here's a theory that Dennis came up with while they were in La Terrera. And it's a really interesting thing and that I don't fully understand, but I kind of get the gist of it. But it's the idea that harming, which we mentioned, is a, um, it's a chemical that is in um, the ayahuasca plant. Um, they say that harming is a similar shape uh, to adenine, which is apparently uh, part of your DNA. And so they said that if you could recreate the sound of the ayahuasca plant, um, which re- recreate the sound of essentially harming, um, which also they, they uh, say that uh, harming is, um, uh, the other name for it is, um, fuck, what is the other name of harming? There's, there's like yejin, uh, yein, and then, um, uh, fuck, what is the other fucking term for? Uh, tele- telepathy is what they say. Uh, harming is also called because of its tele- uh, telepathic um, properties. And so, (laughs) okay. Yeah. (laughs) And so they say uh, his idea was to um, try to get, try to mimic the frequency of harming to try to get that to replace adenine in your DNA, which would then help you uh, download information through your DNA from this particular psychedelic that you are uh, mimicking the frequency of. And so, uh, the the reason of this is because apparently he was saying if you're already if you're on a, if you're on whatever drug this is in this case he was on mushrooms uh, if you're on mushrooms and you recreate the same sound of the mushrooms it'll cancel out it'll have phase cancellation in the waves because in in math you have like sine waves you have all these different waves if you recreate that same sound but it's out of phase you will it'll cancel each other out so in like audio if you have the exact same signal twice. If you flip the phase on one of those signals, it'll completely cancel out. You won't hear it. Uh, you'll see you'll see a meter and everything on on meters, but you will not hear it because it is physically canceling the waves that are going into the air. So you won't hear it anymore. So the idea is that the by recreating that is same the frequency, moving? Uh, what's that? Is the speaker moving? What do you mean? That's playing the noise. There's no speaker. It's you. I'm saying if you were to do this on like a program, like say fucking you were to put a sine wave and a flipped sine wave and then play it over a speaker. Uh, Yeah. So those two sine waves that are getting played out of that same speaker are canceled out. So you will not hear it. So it but doesn't have anything they, to do with is the, the speaker actually physically moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. It would just not be moving, wouldn't it? No, no, because so it it's reproducing be both sounds. But once those go out into the actual air, into the physical realm, you just don't hear it. I don't like that. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's very, it's very it interesting. Pisses thing. me off. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole, the whole theory, the whole theory of this is if you can recreate the same frequency sound that this mushroom or whatever is is hearing, it'll cancel out mm-hmm. the um, the molecules in the air around it as well. And so um, he was saying that you can, and I don't know anything about fucking chemistry. So he his whole theory <laughs> was that like if you can cancel out these frequencies, they'll go into a very cold state. And then the cold state will then turn them into, I think, negative charge ions, something like that. And uh, and then it'll immediately want to attract to anything that's similar to whatever your, um, in this case, your your um, your adenine, which is part of your DNA. So since harmine is a very similar shape as adenine, if harmine is in the air, which is the frequency you're creating, then your body will then pull in that harmine into your DNA and you'll be able to fucking download immense amount of information in the fucking snap of a finger. Like, Listen, I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> and to me, I'll tell you what this sounds like. This sounds like this dude is either really fucking smart or a complete dumbass. <laughs> like, I think he's really smart, but also just way out there too. <laughs> like, it sounds, it sounds like someone who is way out there, what someone would say. Like the um, those little pyramids that you can get to to block um, energy and stuff to get from getting to you, like people will come up with all types of shit on how those work. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's fascinating what he said. Yeah, but anyways, sure. the whole point of me I, bringing- I fear that he might have accidentally given himself brain cancer. But yeah, well, just wait. Awesome. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they end up doing an experiment of this in the jungle. Um, they did so they found ayahuasca somewhere and uh, made an ayahuasca brew. And then he also took, uh, so Dennis took mushrooms and then to help him hear this sound, because I guess the, also the theory is that it's not only just the sound of that tryptamine, it's um, whenever you can recreate that sound or whatever, it also has the effect of any tryptamines in the area that have that particular tryptamine in it. So if there's any amount of, if you're making the frequency of, uh, harming anything that has harming in the area will also be affected, and so, uh, so he the experiment that they did was essentially they took a mushroom, a psilocybin mushroom, put it in this contraption thing that they built, and then made this. Uh, they they made ayahuasca, took it, and then also took these mushrooms, and then he made the sound of this fucking frequency that he was hearing, and uh, the. Basically, the the idea is that it would cancel out the physical form of the mushroom, which they ended up doing, but it ended up not canceling out the physical form of the mushroom. But they said they saw this like earth light, like it looked like the earth, like around it. And uh, and then he fucking, like they had this crazy experience doing that. And then for fucking, I don't know if you remember my story earlier of the person that possi- that uh, accidentally uh, was high on ayahuasca and mushrooms for two weeks, uh, but that was fucking Dennis. So after this experience, he had some sort of weird thing switch in his enzymes to where his enzymes couldn't fucking break down the shit that was in his system, the which DMT. was psilocybin mushrooms and DMT. And so they fucking, for two weeks was in this state of like mushrooms and DMT, <laughs> which is Whoa. fucking crazy. Yeah. And they think it was partially because of the experiment that the, this transferring of energy and different shit uh, was made you super fucking high for 
two weeks. And I, there's some scientific term for it. It's uh, anti-fucking enzyme. Permafried. Sort of toxicity. <laughs> yeah. But essentially it, is, it takes two weeks for the body to reverse the whole enzyme thing, which I was like, well, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. And uh, anyway. So your body just stopped reproducing MAOs. Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, yeah, but I also have a theory about this too that because uh, the the whole time that they were down there, they were smoking weed rolled in the leaves of the uh, uh, Banisteriopsis copy plant, and so they were fucking smoking ayahuasca joints essentially, and oh uh, and fucking yes, yeah, so, so they could have just been redosing. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, they were just redosing the MAOI, which, but I don't know if Dennis was actually uh, smoking the joints and stuff, but apparently he could. Uh, feel the energy around him so he would like at some points like during this would just be like hey terrence can you like smoke a can you smoke a cigarette so then he could like absorb the energy from it oh my god <laughs> yeah and so anyway um Ter- terrence called uh smoking uh joints with uh ayahuasca leaves around him he called him vegetable television <laughs> oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking so sick dude, dude. And, um, okay i've switched my opinion i'm doing this <laughs> but just alone in the woods yeah well dude he said he's had some wild experiences of being alone in the woods like with psychedelics like he was just like it's like very intense, um, which is understandable. <laughs> but yeah. so he, they also have this theory that when you throw up on ayahuasca, um, it, it excretes a blue gel from your skin. Like he said, every time he's done ayahuasca, he always gets this like fucking blue gel or whenever he smokes DMT or whatever. Like, cause his whole like preferred method of smoking DMT is like while he's on LSD and while he's peaking on LSD, which I've done a few times. It's pretty awesome. Um, highly recommend it if you're uh, a, tra- uh, a, a uh, space traveler. Yeah, if you're if you're a space if you're an astronaut, if you're a cosmic cowboy yourself, then uh, yeah. you should uh, you should probably try it because it's pretty dope, dude. But uh, he said that whenever he's done that, he has this blue gel like excrete from his like pores. He always feels like there's like this like slimy stuff coming from his body, and uh, it's apparently a thing that like shamans do uh, in the jungle is like they'll spread out like they'll like take like all this like gel off of your pores and they'll spread it out in front of them on the ground and like look at it and it'll like tell them like show them information they they, they see it, gel they, divination yeah well they say it says uh they they can see into like different time and space like that's what like this gel is it's like it's like time and space that they're seeing it's not actually just like uh it's like not physical or i guess it is physical but it's like i don't know i don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's that's super sick, fucking though. weird yeah dude and uh, so Terrence believes it's uh, it could be essentially like hallucinations formed in like liquid form, and uh, so that's what like Terrence thinks it is, and that the shamans are like looking into their fucking uh, hallucinations or whatever they're seeing, uh, which is pretty fucking interesting. Um, and they say that only someone under the influence of tryptamines could see the liquid. And also, apparently, um, I, I mentioned the book "The Teachings of Don Juan," which is a uh, book by uh, Carlos Castaneda, Castaneda, which is a book on mescaline. Uh, I mentioned it in the mescaline episode. I have it; still haven't started reading it yet. I think that's my next book that I'm gonna start reading after uh, this. Uh, the True Hallucinations book of uh, Terrence, really interesting book, good ending. Um, but anyway, so uh, the, in the teachings of Don Juan, uh, Carlos talks about seeing a memory in the shape of a ball, like while on mescaline, like he had like an orb like sitting in his hands that he and he like there were like memories. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. So uh, pretty interesting. Just like I've I've 
I haven't, since reading all of his information, I have not smoked DMT. I'm very eager to uh, try it again uh, and see if I can excrete any fucking uh, blue gel from my. uh, I mean, I'm not gonna make it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, of course, I'm not gonna do this in the United States. I'm not gonna boil two stupid plants together and dry out the fucking. Do a simple process to dry out the DMT from the liquid. Yeah, I would never, never, not once, dude. Fuck that, dude. Never, not once, not ever. Never, not once, not ever, dude. So um, yeah. anyway, so that kind of is the end of uh, some of the cultural stuff that I wanted to talk about. And uh, just the very, oh, by the way, um, Terrence and Dennis never actually came to a conclusion of that uh, experiment. Like Dennis thought that like he he figured it out. But then when they got back, they kind of just like never talked about it again. And Dennis is like, I have no idea what happened during like the fucking 15 days of me being in that state. Like, well, remember fuck. very little about it and also he's like I don't want to learn anything else really about it like I'm cool with just not learning about it um, yeah that's traumatizing honestly yeah because even because like we wish we wish we had people that were willing to psycho not to that level and like remember it and come back and like try to remember but it is for every single person that's ever attempted just broken them yeah basically and that's what it's that's what Dennis essentially did like he must have had just the craziest experience that he's like i don't even want to begin to try to like explain it because he at one point even he was telling terrence like while he was in that state he was just like i figured out how to make phone calls to any time or space ever so he like called like their mom like from like 20 years prior and was like talking to his mom and she was just like yeah like you're sitting right in front of me like i can see you sleeping like of course this isn't dennis and uh, like, and then he spent the next like hours like calling every person he could like think of, <laughs> of like any place or time and shit. <laughs> I wonder if he was able to like use his brain as kind of like a diverter and divert the phone signal through time and space. That's what I yeah, like essentially. weird. It uh, that kind of stuff gives me the chills and like yeah. to think that maybe even if that had. Maybe if that even it was real in some kind of way, that's so fucking freaky. Yeah, dude, it's fucking intense. That book is really good, dude. Honestly, a lot of the stuff they talk about of like their hallucinations and shit are wild. And uh, so, anyway, that's basically the end of the culture. I had some some more fun thoughts that I figured we talk about. Uh, One fun thought. It's actually not really that much of a fun thought. Um, It has to do with uh, the uh, retreats, like modern day retreats. So we were talking earlier about like all like uh, that town of Iquitos that has uh, five hundred thousand people in it, and they say roughly ten percent um, people on Fridays are uh, in ceremony. So that's roughly fifty thousand people. And then you know we're talking about like the overuse of all these um, plants and everything. And then I was started to think about I was like, okay, well these plants are clearly getting overused, and uh, you know eventually there's not going to be any more. But then what about the DMT entities that they're meeting? They have to be overworked, dude. Like they they have yeah. to be fucking just. They're so, not paid. No, no. And so essentially, I was like, oh, it's just the white man enslaving DMT entities, and yeah. uh, that was basically the thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there before I go on another rant about yeah. uh, all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fun so, thought. I mean, it let's was, leave it fun and not get of, too heavy on it. It's kind of fun, besides the enslaving part. So and, and the thought is fun. I mean, is it? Yeah, because like I, most people wouldn't have thought about that. Sick. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's a fun thought. Like most people wouldn't have thought about the Holocaust either, but fucking someone thought about it and did it. So. Okay. Get, yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's just I don't think it's really a fun thought, but I the think enslavement it's enslavement of all the DMT entities. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then my other fun thought uh, is the upset the upset stomach feeling of you get when you're coming onto like mushrooms or I, in, also like ayahuasca is like uh, similar, I guess, in in the form of like a massive crowd of just like the nicest people ever rushing to you. So you're like in like fucking on the street, and all of a sudden like a huge crowd of people people start rushing to you and you're like, oh fuck, what's happening? What's happening? And it turns out it's like the group of like the nicest people ever. And you're like, all right, this is dope. But like, I was kind of freaked out for a second. You're just explaining anxiety. Yeah. And so that's what I was basically, uh, yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just exactly. I realized that lately. <laughs> is, uh, uh, I realized I have anxiety because I was like, yeah, I get this weird feeling like anytime I don't, I have to do something I don't want to do and I'm nervous. It's like all these, like it makes me, I feel sick. Like my stomach is all fluttery and yeah. I feel like I'm going to throw up and it's like, oh, that's anxiety. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I have to shout out. Uh, I was just listening. I was going back through the old episodes of Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast and uh, I fucking got to an episode where they were interviewed. Uh, I think his name is Nick, Nick Oldershaw. And he was talking about, he's a comedian and, and a writer and shit. And anyway, positive shout out, Nick. Uh, he was talking about how when he was younger, he was uh, like, not younger, but like uh, in his like 20s or whatever. He was like living with his parents, uh, maybe early 18, 19, whatever. I don't know. Um, but he was fucking like mentally putting his mind like through the ringer, like just taking like massive amounts of LSD at his parents' house, like in the basement while they were home and just being like, all right, I just got to be chill <laughs> and fucking uh, just mentally putting himself through the ringer of like, he was like, yeah, I was like able to like manage my anxiety, like learn how to manage my anxiety, like super well where I like, don't have anxiety really anymore. And I was like, I can relate to that because I've definitely done that a bunch too, where I was just mentally putting my mind through the ringer, like with yeah. LSD of just like, and just like doing it in like not the best like settings sometimes where I was just, like, I definitely didn't do it like at my parents' house while they were home and shit, but like, just doing it in like weird settings where I was just like, all right, like this has definitely helped me like manage my anxiety and stuff. And so anyway, I was just, I thought of that just right now. And I was like, all right, I got to shout out Nick, dude. Yeah, I definitely feel that that is actually what helped me not have anxiety for years. But now that I'm completely sober all the time, uh, turns out chemicals are a crutch. <laughs> yeah, you should, dude, you should fucking do ayahuasca, dude. <laughs> I should start drinking again. Yeah, no, definitely. Start drinking yeah. ayahuasca, dude. <laughs> yeah, fall off the wagon and just fucking be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, ayahuasca, wait. Uh, ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I a gonza, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's essentially all I have for that. I have a little bit of harm reduction. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, don't drink it. Uh, ayahuasca on SSRIs because uh, can result in uh, palpitations and seizures. Uh, also, don't fucking uh, the whole pharmawasca thing we were talking earlier. MAOIs. If you're on an MAOI for whatever reason, don't do ayahuasca with another MAOI. Yeah, let um, me just talk about pharmawasca. Yeah, absolutely. Quick. Yeah. So pharmahuasca <laughs> is, uh, is some, okay. So this is like one of the, the ways to take it, right? So 50 milligrams of NN DMT and a hundred milligrams of harmaline is the usual recommended dose per person, which seems pretty legit. Uh, however, combinations of 50 milligrams of harmaline and 50 milligrams of harmamine 
and 50 milligrams of NNDMT have been tested with success. As a rule, though, you want fewer of the carbolines, which is the harmaline uh, and harmamine, uh, though it, it, that's going to produce less nausea and vomiting when taking this. So uh, this pharmahuasca is essentially trying to find a way to take ayahuasca synthetically. So you're taking, I talked about it in the beginning of this episode, is ayahuasca, it's an umbrella term, whatever. It's It could be a ton of different plants, but it honestly does boil down to two things. It's a drug that, or a plant that contains DMT and a plant that contains an MAOI. And so pharmahuasca is just figuring that out finding DMT, finding MAOIs. Right. And so this is a, a practice of people who don't want to go ingest a bunch of plants, don't want the nausea associated, don't want, don't, don't want necessarily the uh, um, set and setting necessarily that you would find in one of these retreats. So it's, uh, you know, it, I'm not saying it's even a bad option for people. Yeah, it's no, just, no, yeah. It's, it's just an option. It is another option for sure. It's, uh, I would say it's a less journeyed option, like less people know about all these other options and obviously have less um, experience with them. So I would say that taking the, what's known as like the legit version of ayahuasca, which is Banisteria, uh, Banisteriopsis copy and the uh, Chacruna plant um, is probably the safer bet just because it's been done for thousands of years. And also the, uh, uh, I, I read and that the lethal, no, what? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I read that the lethal dose is around 20 times the amount of a uh, ceremonial dose. So okay. you kind of don't have to worry as much about uh, dying um, unless you take you twenty times so the amount. Much. Yeah, it's crazy. So you, as as if you follow the correct diet and do all the correct things ahead of time and uh, take know it, your shaman. Yeah, know your shaman and make sure you're taking the right dose. Like you don't really have anything to worry about. Um, even if you take a little bit over the normal dose, you don't really have anything to worry about. Uh, I mean, that being said, people have died and people have had issues, but that's, you know, I would just say try to follow the the, the rules ahead of time of uh, to make sure you have less of a chance of that. But for the most part, I would say it's fairly safe if you're healthy. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, if you follow all the kind of guidelines we've put up in this episode, I'd say it's pretty safe. Um, I'll, I'll just follow up with saying that if you are going to do the pharmahuasca in the in the way I said, that you're going to want to put the chemicals into two separate gelatin capsules. Uh, the capsules with harmaline slash harmine, or if you're just going to take harmine, are swallowed first, and then the capsule containing the DMT is taken 15 to 20 minutes later. So you don't want to just take them at the same time. You want the MAOI to start working in your body first. Right. Um, and that the purely synthetic MAOI uh, called Marplan, I think that's a uh, an old prescription drug. Yes, yeah, um, one of the first generation um, antidepressants that I was uh, mentioning. Yeah, so it's isocarboxid. It has a Z. Or isocarboxid. Because it <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty it, close. <laughs> yeah, so it says that that's a suitable, uh, it, it's a suitable replacement for harmaline and harmine. Although caution should be taken when taking Marplan, as it is an irreversible MAOI, and so that makes for more uh, food and drug interactions. So, yeah, so that's pharmahuasca. Um, oh, definitely um, a suitable option for people. Yeah, definitely. I was just um, fuck. I just just remembered about this the other day i was reading that uh because we were just talking about irreversible drugs and stuff there is a um they just came came out with an a cannabis reversing drug 
that is called um let me find it it's pretty getting fucking pulled sick. over <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> um fuck i gotta find this because it's fucking really sick um Oh, it's called uh, High Be Gone. <laughs> no It's way. H-I-B-E Gone. Uh, and it's uh, it basically has, it has THC-V in it, which is a CB1 antagonist. And it a, uh, just blocks the CB1 receptor so that THC can no longer attach to it. And so Whoa. if you get like way too high on like an edible or something or you just get super high, you can ingest uh, High Be Gone and your high will go away. Which dude, we, I might, I might get some of that. Dude, actually, that, yeah, it's fucking sick. You can order it online, dude. Hi, be gone. I don't want to fuck with my endocannabinoid system like that, though. Just like smoke weed, take one, smoke weed, yeah, take one. It's got to have like, oh, too high, take it. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be some like negative effects of doing that too many times. Yeah, it can't be great. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to add on to harm reduction. Set and setting is so fucking important. Yeah, with this. Dude. So I know I joked about doing it inside my house. Uh, that is probably uh, okay. So if you were someone who was going to even consider that, don't do it in your house. If your house sucks, if you have yeah. shitty roommates, if you have fucking uh, pets that might be uh, like interacting with you, that could maybe put you in. A, it's it might freak you out. I don't know. Fucking, you know, yeah. just know your set and setting if you're going to be doing it outside of one of these environments or know yourself as yeah. well. So if you think that your set and setting is going to be bad for you, if you go to a, a retreat, even if it's the nicest retreat ever, I don't like being around strangers, especially when I'm high on drugs. So yeah. I know personally, I would have a fucking terrible time, even if it was the nicest place ever with like a sauna <laughs> and all kinds of shit and like actually done properly. I'd yeah. probably still have a bad time. If you go to so the, know yourself, if you go to a spa and you, you uh, take ayahuasca around a, in a good setting, setting around a good shaman. You might still have a bad time. You uh, that was like <clears throat> uh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy meets. Uh, I don't know, but that was just like bad. Jeff <laughs> Foxworthy. No, it was it was a mixture you of Jeff, it, was, uh, it was a mixture of Jeff Foxworthy and that dude from that South Park episode where they. Uh, are talking about uh, going skiing, and he was like, "He was like, yeah, you're gonna have a bad time." And it was also mixed with Mr. Mackey a little bit because I was trying to add an MK in the end. So, all right, well, uh, so uh, yeah, no, <laughs> so I feel like you know we fucking laid out uh, ayahuasca really, really good. So no, I, yeah. I feel like people, uh, you know, have the the necessary info if they want to go fucking indulge. Yeah, and I would also say that um, even if if you if you are gonna do this at your house, um, I would say. Uh, trip sitter no matter fucking how experienced yeah, you are of a uh of a um psychonaut i would say trip sitter is uh, absolutely necessary in this uh case because at some point probably gonna have to puke or you're gonna have to shit and you're gonna need help to go to the bathroom um set and setting two have someone you trust to be around you when you shit your pants. <laughs> yeah, true. That's not going to make fun of you or laugh or, or uh, make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, or even I even read a story of someone that was just like, I don't know if I shit myself or not. Like, can you check for me? And you need a reliable person that can check yeah. if you shit yourself and confirm yes or no, did you shit yourself? Because <laughs> that would fucking suck waking up from an ayahuasca experience and you have shit in your pants and no one fucking did anything about it, dude. That would piss yeah. me off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I'll go to the bathroom before <laughs> your uh, before your experience for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drink lots of water, stay hydrated. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would just say probably don't do this at your house. Like, I would say go to some <laughs> sort of retreat and have, or have some sort of experience like shaman over to your house if you are going to host it at your own house. Um, 
just because of all the variables of things that could potentially go wrong um, uh, or just be unpleasant. Because again, dude, this is like people consider DMT as like the most crazy psychedelic out of all the psychedelics, like the most intense and ayahuasca being that, but at a longer period of time. Uh, so, and, and people also say that ayahuasca, when you do it, it comes in waves. And so there's times where you're not like tripping your fucking balls off uh, to where you can like get up and walk around. Um, but it's apparently super intense. And I mean, I've done DMT a bunch. I've never done ayahuasca, but considering how much DMT I've done, I am still very concerned about trying ayahuasca at some point. So yeah, I, w- I want to mention too, if you're going to be a trip sitter, uh, be very knowledgeable about the effects that ayahuasca has, DMT has. Um, one of the effects being uh, f- like forced silence, essentially. So a lot of people say like, oh, I have fully coherent, intact thoughts in my head. I can formulate a perfectly fine sentence in my head, but I can't get myself to talk. Like I cannot say a word for yeah. the life of me and know that that person is probably fine, even if they're not saying anything and that you're just going to fucking stress them out. You're being like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Don't be that fucking guy. If someone's not talking, they're fine. Like just let them Maybe. be. Maybe they're probably fine. They're, 99% of the fine. time they're fine yeah. unless you accidentally gave them DXM or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're like fuck yeah. man I fucked up I mixed up the bottles I put the robo tuss in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the sauce dude that's so funny uh, yeah definitely um, oh uh, w- this kind of sparked my thought on uh, telepathy and about how um, while on these in these states you can definitely experience telepathy um I forgot to mention that during the whole Dennis McKenna uh, debacle of being very high on mushrooms and DMT or ayahuasca for weeks, two weeks, uh, that uh, apparently he could hear Terrence's thoughts because Terrence stayed like awake with him for like nine days straight and was just like there just to be like there. And uh, apparently Dennis could like hear Terrence's thoughts and shit, but like like couldn't speak, like couldn't bring himself to speak and shit. But he was like, I can hear yeah. what you're like thinking insane and shit. And I was like, well, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I've definitely had that experience on LSD. I think a lot of the same experiences you can have on DMT, you can have on LSD. I think LSD is much more of just like a happy-go-lucky fun time with a lot of this weird, crazy, ooky-spooky shit. Yeah. But you can have it at very high doses, um, and DMT is just the ooky-spooky shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I don't the know. space travel, fucking, like, seeing, like, going to weird places. Yeah. Like, it's less, it's less like, oh, I'm listening to your music, ha, 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 this, like, everything's really funny, and more just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I totally, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of oh, fuck going on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> At least from all the stories oh, I've fuck, heard oh, in, oh, like, oh, uh, oh, documentaries oh, I've watched of people talking about their own experiences and shit, and most of it's beautiful. Most of it seems yeah. like really promising and really enlightening. So uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to um, fund us doing one of these retreats, we'll fucking, <laughs> uh, we'll let you know. Uh, go to our Patreon. You can pay us $3 a month and in three or five years, we might be able to afford it. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash D-O-O-C or drink out of cups on Patreon. We also have an Instagram where you could hit us up and uh, that is on Instagram at drinking out of cups underscore podcast where you can find, uh, you know, our personal links. I do YouTube. Ryan makes uh, music. He, uh, or not makes music. I, uh, I record music and I, 
mix and master music and uh, he'll take your music and he'll make it sound good i will you suck i will you need him to make it sound good <laughs> no <laughs> you, i mean yeah you probably you probably make it sound okay on your own but uh, you're all right if you want a professional then uh hit me up <laughs> yeah and other than that uh take care of your mental health and stay safe and stay happy and stay horny all right talk to y'all later <laughs> <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> There's nothing like listening to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. Nothing like it.